listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. So, your wife has no friends here. Is she kind of standoffish? Ivy League? Rubs people the wrong way? She's from New York. She's complicated. She's got very high standards. Type A. Well, that can make you crazy if you're not like that. You seem pretty laid back. Type B. Speaking of which, Amy's blood type. God, I don't know. I have to look it up at the house. You don't know if she has friends. You don't know what she does all day, and you don't know your wife's blood type. Sure y'all are married. Welcome to the One Take Podcast, episode 39. This week we are doing Gone Girl, a David Fincher banger. Uh, we are joined by the one and only Paul Catalina. Everybody, air horn. Brr, brr, brr. <laughs> Paul joins us from Sikkim 365 Radio, formerly of ESPN, Central Texas. Brr, brr, brr. No, uh, not no more. But the uh, <laughs> but you're thriving with Sikkim 365 out, yeah. of, out of y'all's house. Uh, Many more. We're in the studio. Yeah, you got to come by. Yeah. It's the chance, man. It's awesome. The, um, Paul, you texted me, said, get me on this podcast. I, I look, I've been watching you tweet about this for a long time and you guys may not know this about Royden, but I made him. I mean, I made Royden. <laughs> he was like, he was like a little scrawny. I mean, he was tall, but he's an intern. You know, he had some potential, but he was kind of this a snot nosed kid. And I made him, I made Royden. What, what, what did you make him into? I mean, this, like, I understand that like, it's a All C plus, but I'm passing. Okay. It's a oh. C plus. I know it's not like, he's not my best work, but he's certainly not my worst. So hey, Jesus. No. Hey, Dad, he's, he's getting married. Wait, yeah. you, you successfully got him there. Yeah. Hey. So, look. After this movie, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So I told, I told Roy and I said, you know, listen, it's insulting to me that you had this podcast for, I don't know how long, but I've seen it on Twitter. And I was like, you know, you've never asked me to be on it. And I'm I'm probably your biggest celebrity friend, so which is not it's not a, like a lofty mountain to climb, but still, yeah, you know. I'll have you know, Roz from Frazier follows me on Twitter, so you know we have clout. Oh, there we go. Jason Sudeikis liked a couple of my tweets about Ted Lasso yesterday, so hey, fired up about that. Were you were you part of the group that uh, Bill Lawrence responded to? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I know Andrew Teagle is a friend of mine, and he was tweeting about it, and I just kind of went back and forth for a second, and then that had been awesome, too. I love that guy. So, um, friend ahead. of the podcast, Brad Brown, was treating, uh, tweeting about it yesterday, and, and Bill Lawrence ended up showing up somewhere around in there. Oh, that's neat. That's, that's nice that they do that. That they have, I, mean, well, I mean, what else are they doing there in quarantine? They can't shoot anything, so might as well get on Twitter and say thank I mean, you. He's, just, he's basically just showing up on, uh, on the uh, – friends not doctors podcast the one about um scrubs okay yeah yeah oh yeah good friends not doctors or whatever terrible doctor whatever uh, friends fake doctors fake doctors we got it the free clout for them but uh yeah Roz from twitter <laughs> does follow dex be, or from Roz from twitter Roz from fraser does follow dex on twitter because uh, all he does is tweet about how many times he watches fraser like that's part okay. of your brand and uh that show is fucking fantastic one time <laughs> Dex asked me, he was like, Kayla, and I just need to know, as like one of my female <laughs> friends, I need you to know, would, would you fuck Frazier? 
<laughs> what? The whole show revolves around like whether or not women nowhere. would have sex with Fraser Crane. And I, I just had to be like, as a real woman, would you have sex with Fraser Crane? Because like Would you uh, have sex with Kelsey Grammer? Yeah. I said yeah. I'd have sex with like, Kelsey Grammer. I was like, or Kelsey Grammer, yeah. If Fraser Crane was as famous in that show as like in real life, then like yeah, I'd I'd do it. Well, no shame. I, I would think that well, part of it, though, also, and you guys, who, what's the oldest person on this podcast? Jake did a thirty. Jake, Jake's, Jake's in the thirties. All right, so I'm forty. I would tell you something, and this is great news for men. As you get older, and as women get older, you stop caring about some of that other bullshit. So, like Frazier, Frazier to like to a woman his age, and I'm not trying, you know, to like cast, but like he's successful, he's famous, like. Uh, he's a pretty nice guy outside of his ego. Like, yeah, he's got a nice apartment. That plays, you know, like, right? And, and yeah, like, it, I mean, like, yeah, it plays. I mean, like, like, his age, it plays. I mean, it works. Right, you know, right. like, you know, when you're young, when you're in your 20s, you got to be better looking and you've got to, like, not, but in your, in your, in his mid 40s and 50s, psh, you know, and like, <laughs> honestly, like, he wasn't, he wasn't knocking him dead like Ted Danson was. I mean, he, you know, this is true. This is so, Ted Danson. true fine the biggest yeah, head show business still doing um, great still looking great speaking of big heads gone girl speaking of that was one of your <laughs> i will say i will say this but also shout out to uh roz from fraser for uh just completely denying your slide into her dms <laughs> to he get on this on podcast red. she left you on red we're like he's like i'm immediately going to do is like she hadn't followed you for a day <laughs> you're like whatever <laughs> so hey yeah, shoot shot next yeah, Ooh, whatever. This is what I'm saying. This is how I live my life. Um, so yeah, Gone Girl. We'll uh read and give our reviews here in a second. Everybody doing okay? Doing fine. I know I ask this every week. Uh yeah. my my nephew was born on Wednesday. He's kicking yeah. ass. Gonna go see him next weekend. I don't know. My pass through Waco. Say hi to Oliver. Not gonna say hi to Royden, but I'm gonna say hi to his dog. My dog's better than I am. That's fine. <laughs> Oh, that's let's accept the fact that's that's actually actual. It's my new favorite Instagram. Shout out to Caitlin, who I assume is keeping that thing alive because that is that is that is my Disney World now. All over Instagram is my Disney World. She immediately fought. She immediately just looked at me and goes, "Jake followed Oliver's Instagram." I was like, "Well, makes makes a lot of sense." Big dog guy. The love me a golden retriever. Gone Girl came out in 2014. Uh, has an 8.1 on IMDb with his wife's disappearance having become the focus of an intense media circus. A man sees the spotlight turned on him when it's suspected that he may be may not be innocent. Directed uh, by David Fincher, written uh, by Gillian Gillian Gillian. Gillian Flynn. Gillian Flynn. She also wrote this novel, and that's incredible that she was able to turn around this screenplay from her, you know, not having done it. And she's now become a really successful, after this, a really successful screenwriter, mostly for her own work, but I get it, because she writes good novels. Uh, has a 79 on Metacritic, which is pretty good. Uh, stars Bit Affleck, Rosamund Pike, Neil Patrick Harris, Tyler Perry, uh, yeah. Carrie Coon, Kim Dickens, and a host of others. Scoot McNary also makes an appearance. Boyd Holbrook. And uh, Emily uh, Rajakowski, um, 
sure. <laughs> and and Lee Norris. Let's not forget Minkus is here. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> He's everywhere. He really uh, is. He was also in the iconic TV series One Tree Hill. So. Yes, he is. We're watching that right now. Shout out to that's Mouth. My, what a terrible character name. It's my favorite like teen drama show. Uh, I'm sorry. I want to. That's like marry, 18 seasons, right? I wanted to marry Ethan Scott from the time I was like little. I was like, I too will get married in high school to the high school basketball star. This yes, explains a thing that happens so much. Yeah. Um, you children, I rock with the creek. Dawson's Creek. But also, speaking of one of the biggest heads in show business, uh, yeah, shout out to him. But the I thought you, I thought you were gonna say, speaking of wanting your life to be over, <laughs> well, gone, girl. gone girl, gone girl. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, dark, intelligent, and stylish to a fault. Gone girl plays to director David Fincher's uh, six strengths while bringing the best out of our stars, Ben Affleck and Rose Pack Has an 87% uh, critic and viewer score, so take that for what you will. 128,000 uh, user reviews on this. So, with all that being said, oh, oh, sorry, it was nominated for one Oscar, Roseman Pike, um, because, yes, yeah. Uh, I thought it was nominated for two. No, it was only nominated for one. I thought Gillian Flynn would have, uh, you know, won... Oh, is this not Trent Reznor's Oscar? No, that was uh, the Social Network, I think. Uh, um, he was. He did, that's another thing too. Trent Reznor, long time Fincher collaborator. Now that this score was crazy. Um, this movie was popular. Hard R rate. Hard R rating. Uh, hard R. Hard, uh, six, side dick. hard R. Yeah, hard side dick. Um, very much so. Sixty-one million dollar budget, which is lower than I thought it would be, considering the star pair on in this. But I guess they don't go anywhere or do anything. But Super popular, made $369 million worldwide. So that's really uh, good for a rated R movie. Paul? Paul? Uh, yeah. Ain't played nobody, Paul. <laughs> give, give, give your review, Paul. Uh, I, give, I it love, a, give it a letter grade, please. A letter grade? I think it's an A. I mean, I love the movie. I, I think it's great. And, and I, was a, I was a big fan of the book. I read the book when it came out. And I kind of came across the book. It was just one of those things. I was in an airport one time, and I was reading a magazine. Like on an airplane, when they give you a magazine, an airplane, and it was like, this is the best book of, you know, 2012 or whenever the book came out. And I thought, oh, what the hell? I'll give this a go. And so uh, I went to the bookstore. I literally went to the bookstore at the next airport in my connection, and I bought Gone Girl. Huge airport book. Yeah. And Shout I read, out Hudson News. Yeah. And so I, yeah, so I read it, and I was like, man, this book is fantastic. And the book plays a little different. I mean, like, there's not many differences from the book to the movie, obviously, because, you know, it's this, the screenwriter is the same person, so, uh, which is pretty rare. So they, they adapted it out really well. It plays a little different because Fincher is more visual and, and all that, but uh, I loved it. I, it's, a, I've, I've watched it several times. I think it's, a, you know, just, just because I want to watch a good, you know, twist and turn at a friend who hadn't seen it, and uh, we watched it together, I don't know, about a month and a half ago. And so... Uh, loved it. Yeah, I, I think it's great. Acting's good. People like Neil Patrick Harris plays against type, plays against type really well. Tyler so, Perry making an appearance. Yeah, like, yeah t- Tyler we'll Perry's not in drag. I mean, you know, doing his thing. So. <laughs> Billionaire Tyler Perry playing a bit role in a David Fincher film. Yeah. But that's how, that's, how, that's how you build the brand. Yeah, exactly. It's Tyler how you Perry in a movie making sense. 
yeah. I'm now picturing Medea as the lawyer. <laughs> we couldn't be. fit anybody else in here. David Fincher caves on, like, he makes his actors <laughs> take 30 takes for one little piece of dialogue, but he caves on letting Medea into <laughs> into his movie, into his Honestly, movie. The, the stories coming from Affleck and everything that happened on the set of this film, caving is something that Fincher did a lot, so mm. it's not beyond reach to think Medea might have shown up. Of course, we'll get into some of the behind-the-scenes stuff with uh, uh, Jake here in a little bit because he has some whoppers about this film. <laughs> but um, speaking of somebody, I, th- I believe, who also re- uh, read the book, Caitlin, uh, yeah. you love this film. Um, <laughs> Pretty yeah. on brand. Pretty on brand for you. It's very on brand for me. Go ahead. Uh, oh, this is her brand. This is my brand. Hating, I am gone hating gone. men. This is <laughs> yeah. my brand. Um, I'm a big Gillian Flynn fan. Um, she she did a lot of like uh, journalism before she became like um, an actual like fiction writer, and because of that, she also did the foreword to one of my favorite investigative journalists' um, books. So, like, that's actually how I got to know Gillian Flynn existed, is she did the foreword to a book that I read. And so I've loved her for a really long time. Um, But, yeah, this movie, for me, that monologue about being cool girl, I mean, like, everyone knows it because it's absolutely true. And there's, like, something to it that... You had a rant about this the other day. It's absolutely true. Your therapist was using this against you? Yeah, she was basically Yikes. like, dude, you are, you think you are a cool girl, you need to like, stop. Um, let's go through this monologue, let's talk about it. But, um, like, I think this show, this movie does a lot that I want to see when we're talking about, like, murder and, like, gender discrepancy and when we're talking about relationships. And it does a lot of that work really effortlessly. And those are all my brands. So I can, we'll, we'll get there on <laughs> the murder relationships and feminism, my only brands. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about it in more detail because it's a hard film, I think, to summarize and like what it's trying to do because it's trying to do a lot of things, but I'll give it an A. It's a good movie. <laughs> to Dex's hard hit from that to Dex's hard hitting, uh, hard hitting criticism when he said, uh, when his first tweet about this movie was, Ben Affleck's head is big as shit. <laughs> His head a- is so big, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Like, every time I- he showed up on screen, I was like, God damn. Have I never noticed how large his head's man is? Man's head is. <laughs> uh, yes. I, I will say, I, I'm never getting used to seeing penises on film. Like, it'll Not never be head. something. I, no, I know. <laughs> it just made me think. But it's like, I'm never going to like get used to it because I was watching the Ratched movie, not movie, TV series that Ryan Murphy just came out with and Finn Whitrock's penis is on screen for like a full like minute. And I'm like, I'm never going to not just be like, ah, it's a penis. <laughs> Ew, that's a penis. <laughs> I immediately just like retract into myself. I'm like, no. Something about it being on screen isn't right. <laughs> You, you know what's what's different? That, that that's like the difference between like men and women. Like when Basic, In- I was twelve when Basic Instinct came out, oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. and like okay, Sharon Stone in that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, you say whatever. Like looking back at it now, like you look kind of ridiculous, but like it was a huge, huge deal. Let that that went down. And I remember like 
all the things my friends and I did to see that movie and not get caught by our parents. <laughs> like it was everything we could do for I that mean, like one second of of that. You know, like sneaking, just, in, sneaking into the woods with a VCR and a and a mobile. Yeah. Most mostly it was like, okay, who has HBO? Whose parents drink and go to sleep and then don't wake up. <laughs> Drinking was a lot of and don't wake up. Like, don't wake up. Like, sleeping pills. Don't don't get up in the middle of the night and go like, hey, what are you guys doing at two o'clock in the morning? Like, you've got HBO. It's on on Saturday night. Let's do this. We're so, watching Sharon Stone crossing on cross her legs. Here's the thing. Back then, it was just like it's not like we could we could rewind it and see it again. It was like we did it for the whole thing. And then when you're 13, like you know the intrigue of like. Uh, you know, a sexual thriller. It's like, okay, well, I don't care who killed. Like, obviously, she killed these people. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, I just saw what I wanted to see. That's over now. Like, but we, you know, yeah, that was it. Boom, that was it. So, but yeah, uh, but like women, like, in no way do women like sit around and go, man, I hope I get to see whoever's dong in this movie. You know, it doesn't. <laughs> we'll talk about it right now. All right, sorry, we'll get to your review in a second, Dex. But like, talk about it right now. The pan down on purpose to his side dick is so weird and intentional <laughs> like it's like they just his whole you know back and everything and you think that's going to be it but he purposely pans down to his ass and then holds yeah on his dick for like two seconds as to say like this is batman's cock <laughs> what's weird about it is when fincher did an interview talking about that scene he convinced Affleck by saying he wanted to do this film, quote, European style, with warts and all. Oh, what? Oh. This is the most slick-looking movie I've ever seen. Yeah, I was about to say... Ben Affleck just, being like, is my dick the wart? I mean, obviously, we, we have, you know, Rosamund writing Neil Patrick Harris to throat slit, and we get uh, uh, topless Emily Ratajkowski, but what is European about this? What was added by showing nude Ben Affleck? She aside smokes a from- cigarette one time. It's very French. Nothing, but this film is about gender equity, and Emily's boobs were out for far too long. That's fair. And so, and so were Rosman's, and I think we just—it's a fair trade thing. Yeah, it's true. Dex, you review. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's not a real. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to know: Are they just time? never going to let Ben Affleck show his weird back tattoos on film? I don't know like, if he had it. Never allowed. Yeah, I don't think he had them. He has a weird back because I think he's... have you not seen he has like this? a giant like phoenix no. or something. Oh my <laughs> god! Hold on, I gotta find this. Y'all keep. Does uh, this he... mean that Ben Affleck is certainly a man that I have had sex with? Because <laughs> the phoenix tattoo sounds like someone I know. Dude, this thing is. Ridiculous. It's, it's huge. It's huge. Uh, Phoenix or is it like two dragons? Is Ben Affleck a former Marine? Like, what is this? <laughs> Hold on, let me share. <laughs> let yeah. me share this screen real so, quick. Um, yeah, this he's is got not visual media. Yeah, well, it is. Uh, well, just so you can. Most people know about it. <laughs> I, I hate it. This is bananas. He when. He was first approached about it. This is hilarious. This picture. This was right. This was this came out like right at the time of he and Jennifer Gardner's divorce, and so everybody was just jumping on how shitty it is. And he at first he denied it by saying it's uh, it's costume tattooing for a, uh, a role he's doing, and eventually Aww. accepted. He's like, yeah, that's that's my Phoenix tattoo. He's, he's been like, this shit. was my midlife crisis. Yeah. 
Well, that I, was. Yeah, he was right. drinking a lot when when he got that. Yeah, he he. You have to be drinking a lot to be right. Yeah, this is dope. Apparently, Everyone he got it in twenty fifteen. Yeah, so right after this. So right after Bat, he closed out the DC universe by getting a, <laughs> a Phoenix tattoo. And He's so, like, I too shall rise from the ash. <laughs> if you've like, seen his yeah. latest movie, I feel really good for that guy because, like, his latest movie, the the, the way, way back, back, was very, yeah. very like introspective and very like well acted by him. Yeah. Um, considering what he's gone through, but man, yeah, he's been through some. He's put himself through some shit. Hey, he's doing all right now. He's dating Anna de Armas. I mean, he's uh, yeah. doing fine. Also, a little weird, but that's fine. Is it, they isn't, seem she like, weird. isn't she like a fetus? Like she's what? small. And I, young I think she's grown. Yeah. Uh, she looks like really young. I think she's twenty six. She's early thirties or thirties. I don't know. It was right. very before. All right, thirty two years old. She is very okay. grown. She just always yeah. looks like she looks like the girl from Stranger Things to me. I think. Yeah, they have similar faces. Interesting. Like. They have similar fragility. Like they're they I don't know. Some a guy told me that he had like a crush on her and Adarmus and the girl from Stranger Things, and I was like, ah, you like frail people. The, the I was child? like, I am not your the guy. child. Stranger Things. No. So this this person was a the, like teenage the teenage oh, uh, uh, girl. Oh. I know what you're talking about. Anyway, Dex, mm-hmm. your review. Dex, get us off My of review this. It's very very short. Uh, the movie is objectively good. But like the further I get away from it, the less that I like care about it. I thought I was really excited to talk about this movie, but then I realized I'm not. And like, I just wanted one of them to die. That's all I wanted. It's a B plus. Jesus, uh, go on, go on Twitter and try to. We'll we'll tweet out Dex's. Actually, you can go on our Twitter and find it. Uh, Dex's uh, hard hitting tweet thread that he did. I, I'm assuming at least five drinks in when you were tweeting some of these things. I was having a great time. I was feeling fantastic. I would have, I would have fallen asleep, man. Two hours and twenty six minutes. Woo, uh, Jake, your review. Uh, there are people screaming in my hallway. Um, this is a small day. I didn't read the book, so I haven't read the book. That's my bad. I'm an illiterate person. We don't. You're read trash. If anybody needs Reading to know, for my yellow de- bellies. <laughs> my degree from Baylor is falsified. None of this is real. Um, podcast about movies, not podcast about reading. That's right. I gotta. <laughs> we watch gotta movies because we can't read. Yes. I mean, I got a film degree. I didn't get no reading degree. Um, <laughs> this movie is a solid A for me. So, my wife Mallory, she she took me to see it. But we were, I think we were about a year in dating at this point, and she had read the book, and she loves to tell the story that like she looked over at me right at the twist. Um, when we find out that Amy's actually alive and my face, and I still, I have that face. Like, when her narration comes in, ooh, it's so good. But this is a solid A for me. Um, I love that Paul introduced this to somebody else because I think this is a perfect film to show to your friends that have never seen it, just to sit and watch them, like, go through this with you. This is probably the most disturbing film I can think of in, in terms of, like, reality. Like, this, as a horror film, this is this is actual, like, the sociopath, the narcissism, like this is all very real and semi-relatable to today as it is right now. But I mean, this, this, this plays out really well. And this comes off as a little bit of a satire. Um, I'm sure this actually is a satire um, in the sense like there's so much commentary and it, it's seething with it. And 
I, I absolutely love it. Like I can dig into this film for hours. I watched this last week instead of watching Jurassic Park. My bad. Um, and I, I have thought about it nonstop. Like, Wait, did you like, not even watch Jurassic Park and did that whole thing through memory? <laughs> yeah. Well, I've seen Jurassic Park <gasps> eight way to, thousand way times. Way to prepare by... <laughs> for the podcast, man. I've seen that movie so many times. I watched that movie whenever it's on TV. I watched it partway through today because <laughs> mm-hmm. it was on TNT. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I watched Gone Girl instead to prepare myself. And it, that movie That's has better. wormed its way into my head. I have not stopped thinking about it. I've had conversations with myself about this film. Are you, are you, do you feel safe at home? <laughs> it's not a great movie to watch with your spouse. I'll tell you that much. That's, that's what I was going to say. That's a really great film, like a year in. <laughs> like, <laughs> this, this is what we cannot reduce ourselves to. I mean, that's, that's basically what Mallory and I were saying to each other. It's like, we, we, this is not who we can be. We cannot be these people, which of course you have to dive deep into like this, narcissistic personality disorder to get even close to these people but still like sharing these moments with your spouse is a, a different experience well it's also to me i would have been a little bit scared it's been like listen if you if you mess around i will frame you for my murder <laughs> but you couldn't do it now yeah like you couldn't gone girl everyone would just like no the cops would be like the cops would be like this is just gone girl this looks a lot like they, they need to get that, more creative. They do that blacklight like test, like oh, <laughs> they do that blacklight test, like oh, it's just it's literally an exact replica of the blood puddle. Like what what are they doing? <laughs> the wife is alive. This guy's fine. <laughs> this, this is a this fine. is a big this is a big watch people watch a movie movie. Oh yeah, like I, I I kind of want to like find a group of people that have never seen this and sit them down and watch them go through it because. I mean, watching people first start out be like, well, Nick probably clearly did it or somehow had his hand in it. And then when you get to the turn of Amy's still alive, then it's suddenly like, we need to protect Nick. Like, to go through that whole 360 of emotion, you think that you have to, to protect him. Well, you for a moment were like, I need to protect Nick. I was like, let it happen. Well, <laughs> like, let I mean, it you kind of want to because you, you compare the apples to oranges. It's like, doesn't a fair equal you should go to death row and obviously that doesn't work out so you you immediately want to be like well, no we it doesn't Nick- caitlin <laughs> no. now we have to prove nick's innocence like we need to get him out here and suddenly tyler Perry have- is a hero and and margo yeah, but- is the best sister but the 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 affair was only part of it like she didn't like him yeah. anyway like like that yeah, was true. just i mean like it almost to me like i think that's the the kind of like depth of her like you know, hatred and rage, like just the way she was, is that like he had an affair, sure, but uh, that was that was almost a small part of it to her. Like she was, oh, she would yeah, have done it. Sure, sure. She would have done it whether he did or not. Like it was not what she wanted him to be, and you know, just like the the Scoot McNary's guy wound up not <laughs> being what she wanted him to be, so she ruined Poor his dude. life. Poor well, bad. it's like we had. Poor a, bastard. It's like well, we. It's like, well, we have a deal, right? Like that we're all going to pretend here and perform this like image. And like, that's all she's done. And as a woman, I can vouch. I feel like that's all I do all the time is like perform images of myself for people. Um, There's some really cool critical articles by Judith Butler, if anyone's interested in that, on like performing femininity, um, specifically with women. Again, reading. It's fine. Anyway, the point is, like there's some really interesting um 
stuff around like how women like kind of exist in this performative um, space because they have to and we've had to for our survival for like decades and centuries that we have to pretend for a male gaze and I think there was this idea that he would play along too because he did I think Jake said it like best that it's like he stopped playing the game as well as like he gave up on the game and in giving up in that game like she was kind of like pissed off i think like i don't i'm not saying this very i'll say but yeah i'll say she she basically my central thesis was that she didn't love nick like love is not a portion of this movie at any point in time but nick was her equal whereas like neil patrick harris wanted to basically do what her parents were doing and put her on a pedestal i mean the lake house is essentially a dollhouse, a dollhouse built specifically for her to the point where he has clothing in her size at her house. <laughs> and Scoot McNary was basically just a regular dude on the street that was like, no, you're, you're psychotic after date one. And she immediately frames him for rape. So whereas... What Nick, a... <laughs> Sorry, whereas Nick, so diabolical. I know. Whereas Nick, you're so like, normal, I'm going to frame you for rape. You're so normal. Such a normie that I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna ruin your fucking life. Like, you have to. You have to tell people you're a pedophile for the rest of your life. Um, whereas Nick like challenged her. He he played the game. He was able yeah. to match her blow for blow. And even though he wasn't this perfect person, he was able to morph himself. And you you get to see that little bit when he proposes like he fakes himself as a journalist and is able to take over a situation where she's miserable and make it into something about her which she's never had but then the second nick takes something that's special to her that that gives her agency that gives her purpose and then gives it to radajowski it's suddenly it's not a game anymore it's he's not playing he's he's lost interest oh and that's that's what she does in the end she she figures out a way to make him play it again Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so they're they're in the cycle. They're in the cycle. But yeah, he. Um, yeah, I, I think that's part of the, the thing that's so that's so cool about this movie is that like you are like you know you mentioned about you know this is like about feminism and it's about like gender roles. Like she she completely is driving the bus. Like ninety yeah. percent of the movie, she's driving the bus for ninety five percent of the movie until Nick, you know, figures her out, and then but then she she figures out a way to like even trump that which you wouldn't yeah. even think like i think that's even a bigger twist than than the fact that she wasn't actually dead is that she figures out a way to come back from this and not like to mur- you know murder a guy and do everything she's done and fake her own death and come back and like be a hero a national hero like it's even another level of her like how how just nuts brilliant and evil she is well, and it's about taking that kind of agency, I think, in the, like, the general narrative, right? So I think you're totally right that's, like, she's taking this agentive control. And I think that's, like, more the point. To, I mean, th- there's a reason why Gillian Flynn takes an actual, like, murder that happened. This is almost directly the Scott Peterson case with Lacey Peterson um, down to the, like, pregnancy. Suddenly you have a pregnant wife. He had no idea that his wife was pregnant. He's having an affair the entire time. Yada, yada, yada. And it's very clear Scott Peterson has murdered his wife. And what's so interesting is that she kind of flips that narrative on its head and is essentially like, what if this was an act of control? And like, what if this isn't just like woman gets murdered yet again? It's what if woman like was in control the entire time? 
And I think there's something powerful about that, that it's like, even though Amy's the fucking worst and she's psychotic, like, there's something really powerful about, like, that, like, that agency, like, a woman actually having some kind of control, because in most murder narratives in real life and in film, that's really not the case. Shout out to uh, you getting me on the Scott Peterson thing because now this is what's going to keep me up at night on my uh, we, on my nightly Wikipedia deep hole dive. Did you know about that? What documentary either on Netflix or Hulu about it? I was going to say, did you not know about the case? I know. In a weird turn of events, one of the first news stories I remember. Recently, people think he might be innocent, which is interesting. And got his death penalty overturned in California, so he's out there. Uh, well, God, not, he's, he's not out there. And quitting. Ooh. How is that man still alive anyway? Um, so I think, give me, I'll, I'll give a quick review. I, I think this movie says no. a lot. No? Okay. <laughs> no. Get out of here. All right. We'll, we'll end the podcast. Um, Why do we fun, end Paul? the podcast Thanks. if you don't give a review? <laughs> no, I mean, we're, we're, we're done. That's fine. All right. Bye. No, um, <laughs> we're all Amy and Royden is our Nick. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Um, so I think this movie says a lot about gender roles, like you were saying, but I also think it says a lot about, I mean, it says a lot about the way we view women and the way we view women in the criminal justice system as well. Uh, sorry. Um, but I think it does say a lot, especially sort of the isolation shots of, of, um, Ben Affleck, you know, taking out the trash and just kind of like staring into oblivion. Like it says a lot about uh, the modernity, uh, modernity in men, um, and you know how that works as well too, and uh, people getting bored and things like that. I think it says, I think it has a little bit to say, not as much to say, but it has a little bit to say about about that as well. And suburbia is probably the better word. Um, I think it has a lot to say about that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it, it is sort of interesting that they go and. Uh, two separate directions with this with these characters and what they both want and how they're both sort of end up playing the game and and uh, the switch is like we were talking before the podcast is like i i don't know if i had a ruin for me i don't know what like i don't know if i ever thought she was dead like and i don't know maybe that's just because of how the movie was marketed and everything i i just don't ever remember thinking like oh she's actually she's actually dead like i don't remember it did become a it did become a phrase to say, like, I know SNL did skit, like, a sketch that was, like, getting gone girls. Like, it was a phrase for a while. Yeah. Where people I'm, be like, oh, uh, she just gone girls herself. So it kind well, of I, told you? I wonder, stylistically, within the film, if it didn't help that she gets portions to narrate, where it's a little bit yeah. more uh, omnipotent, where mm-hmm. she knows what's happening in real time, even though we know she's dead. The I mean, omnipresence that's what the book is though. The omnipresence the of Amy. Bad. Yeah, the omnipresence of Amy, I think, didn't really make me think that she would it doesn't make the twist any worse or anything like that. I say the bigger twist for me is when she murders Neil Patrick spoiler alert, oh, brutally so murders Neil Patrick Harris and frames him for rape. Uh I think that, that is supposed to be the bigger twist though, because like mm-hmm. in the book a lot of it's narrated by Amy through her diary. Mm. And like I don't think I think you get a sense like that something's like a foot like really really early in it at least I did 
but like I think the twist of her murdering Neil Patrick Harris and going back is like the part where you're like shit oh fuck she's a psycho actually I didn't you know you don't think you think she's psychotic but you don't think she's like murder psychotic she's not murderous psychotic the entire time well she's like oh I definitely thought that the whole time oh really she's only hammered to the eye socket psychotic she's yeah, not murder she hit herself it. in the face with a hammer <laughs> you see i find her like very understandable up until the like neil patrick harris like murder again we back. say again we say <laughs> if you can excuse the murder is not something that we can do on this podcast <laughs> I mean, it's like, we I cannot excuse like, the murder i don't think it's excusable i'm saying that i think like it's empathetic like i can empathize with like people who have murdered like we do it all the time casey um, anthony Jeffrey- had a lot of points we. says caitlin <laughs> let's let's fix the we here people and, actually I know I do like we. you look no people look back at like jeffrey dahmer's life and they're like he was like well jeffrey dahmer's a bad example but richard yeah, ramirez i was about to say what no people richard ramirez the night stalker literally was so abused in his childhood and people whenever they do documentaries are like oh my god you just feel so bad for him like you understand like how he became this monster it doesn't excuse it but you're like oh i get it like if everyone was hitting you every day and telling you that you were like a piece of shit and you had like several brain injuries like maybe understand it i think part of the point is that like no. how much how much i I don't know this this shit weighs on you as a woman like this shit like a performance and like feeling like you have to like have this like image of a perfect life for like any sense of normalcy and like any validation in your actual gender identity so like you have to hit all these things to have some kind of gender identity I think I think men have that too but I'm saying I think it weighs really hard on women especially as it relates to family because men don't have that same pressure she well, divorced him and like wrote a bunch of girl power books about being amazing we'll Amy and here, like recovering and like she would have made millions of dollars. She should have done divorce that is a failure to her though. She we'll get into this in a Amy. second. We'll get into this yeah. in a second. Paul, what were you gonna say? No, I, I actually think that that's where like I think Missy Pyle is the kind of like the secret. Like she's so good in this because she's a Nancy Grace character and she feeds into that like that whole of like yeah, she was great. She was like she you know. Um, Amy starts liking the attention like that she's getting for being kidnapped or dead, you know, dead. I mean, she, she likes, you know, she like when she's watching Dick, like that's when she decides, Oh no, he gets it again. Like she, you know, he's playing the game again. So she likes all that. And I do wonder like if Nancy Grace herself, who, uh, who I think is a horrible, she's like the skip Bayless of, of what she does of her thing she's like horrible like if she watches this and goes oh people think i'm shitty like i this is bad they did a movie character about how awful i am for society and she feeds into amy's like psychosis what's interesting about nancy grace just as a side note is that she was actually a suspect in her fiance's murder um her fiance was murdered um before she became nancy grace and she was a suspect in his murder for i think five years so just like some spooky stuff on nancy grace (laughs) this is a conversation only for caitlin and i but my connection to how horrible nancy grace is is i forgot which queen did her in the snatch game but one queen impersonated 
Nancy Grace in the snatch in the snatch game, and Nancy Grace came back in like the finale, and basically was like, "No, this isn't how you do me. This is how you do me." So it was like, so that, you're "That isn't how you do me." <laughs> and you're a you monster because you're trying to educate people on how to be a monster. Oh my god, I remember uh, that. Who was that? It doesn't matter. Nancy Grace. Matter. Nancy Grace watches this and was like, "I'm the shit." I always have yeah. been the shit. <laughs> I will continue. Look at my power, my mind. <laughs> You know uh, what though? Oh, it was Acid Betty. It was Acid Betty. <gasps> it was Acid Betty. <laughs> totally different. So, here's what I would feel if I was Nancy Grace. I wonder if like if her ego is so big. Like, not that Missy Powell's not a great actress. I mean, she's no. she's done tons of stuff and as a character actress, but she's gotta be she would probably watch that and be like, Oh, I'm kinda pissed that they didn't pick a bigger actor to play me. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, I'm Nancy Grace. Me. Why was Reese Witherspoon not me? I don't understand. Yeah. And why was it not another Legally Blonde film, but which I am Nancy Grace. <laughs> which I, Nancy Grace, am Reese Witherspoon as Legally Blonde. Starring me, Nancy Grace. I have a friend from high school who's an attorney, and I believe she's in Atlanta now. She's an attorney in Atlanta, and she's been on Nancy Grace a couple times. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good for her. Come yeah. on the pod. Yeah. Come on the pod, speak about this movie. All I have her, to say to... To finish this, to finish my review, um, the uh, going all the way back. Um, if uh, Caitlin's ever involved in a murder, she did that. We've said that several mm -hmm. times. She did that spot. shit. Yeah, she times. did a hundred percent. We will distance ourselves so far from you; it'll make Guilty. your spin. Yeah. Watch uh, me. Like my husband's gonna frame me. Yeah, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. He nuts. won't have to. You're gonna get. Yeah, well, yeah, he won't have to because you actually did it. Yeah. You killed. You, the, you killed Neil like, Patrick oh, Harris. Gone girl. Yeah, the police are like, she's just doing Gone Girl. It's like the third one this morning. <laughs> she loves uh, that movie. <laughs> she's, she's done it several times. We just like can't stop her from doing it. Maybe this time I'll get away with it. Um, I have a compulsive Gone Girl habit. <laughs> <laughs> some people steal clothes. Some people set stuff on fire. You like to frame your husband for murder. <laughs> I'm murdered. Like, I'm, I'm married. Ooh, Freudian slip. Murdered marriage. Um... I married like eight times, but they somehow still just like keep marrying me and I keep framing them for murder, which is to, also the There end. are people like that, right? That yeah. have been married several Carol times. Bask. And, oh, well, yeah. nope. allegedly. Mad Madeline Kahn from Clue. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I think this movie has a lot to say. I don't think it's the best at saying them. I think Jillian, Gillian, Gillian, Gillian. Gillian. G Gilligan's, Gilligan's Island. Island. Gilligan's Island Flynn. Uh, <laughs> wrote wrote a really good script I, I i what i know about david fincher and how meticulous he is this isn't his best movie i mean i think it's actually i don't know like middle tier take it there whatever whatever it's, hot take you're thinking say no it. i was gonna say it's not his it's not even it's not even <laughs> his worse. middle tier i don't even think i don't know considering how good his best films are like it's a middle tier david fincher movie but that doesn't mean it's still better than what most directors <laughs> yeah, put out like it's it, so um uh, yeah, and I think the performance, the performance, performances are great. I think it looks great. I think Trent Reznor's score is awesome. I think this is one of Ben Affleck's best performances by far. Um, one of the best movies that he's not directed. Um, so I don't know. I think some of the casting choices are really interesting and fun, but it has a lot to say. How it says them is kind of interesting. But we'll get into it here in a second. But the entire thing, the overwhelming thing, I'll give it a A-. The entire thing that I want to uh, 
overwhelming um, thought that I had this entire movie. Uh, no matter if you have a prenup or what have you, and Caitlin's going to hate this, get a divorce. Go on Do your it. way and be a stable human being like all the other millions of people that get divorced every day. Are you fucking kidding me? Just go on your go on about your business. Just go home. Like, go home. Take yeah. a nap. She frames Scoot McNary for rape. Divorce is not on the table, my friend. Okay, no, no. Actually, actually, here's here's what I'll tell you. And I call this the Derek Jeter rule. Oh no. Oh, yep. okay. So, I'm excited now. So look, sign the contract okay. before and give the gift basket after. Okay, okay. So no, Derek <laughs> Jeter, Derek Jeter was Tiger Woods did it wrong. Tiger Woods <laughs> hit his life where he was like he got married and he thought that's what he wanted to be in his life at that time, but he didn't want to be that. He wanted to like, all of a sudden, all these women want to sleep with him. And instead of saying, no, I'm a married guy, I f I'll forego that. He's like, no, I'm Tiger Woods. I'm going to do it. That's where Derek Jeter knew, look, there's no way that I'm going to be able to tell all these women no. I don't have that kind of willpower. I want to go out. I ask them to sleep with me. They all say yes. So I'm going to keep doing it. Until I ask them to sleep on me. First problem, I, uh, stop asking them to sleep with me. Yeah, I mean, hey, he, Derek Jeter, why would you do that? I mean, he like he doesn't have to like they're knocking down his door. I mean, it like he yeah. had just a river of women just coming to him, and <laughs> so, so uh, that the Joni Mitchell song. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh God. But so then, when he got tired of that, he got married. What? Nick should have done in this movie is the minute that he decided I don't want to be with this woman anymore and I'm going to I'm going to bang my students at the community college he should have just divorced her and done that like yeah, it's more on him than on her if she didn't want to get divorced he just done it. you know like right yeah he should have done that let's like you know it's you know, it sucks for her but then he at least won't he won't commit adultery he'll he'll like okay look I don't I don't have oh, it in this anymore let's go our separate ways She's not worth your time, King. <coughs> well, I mean, nice leave her. Well, she's that, like better than him. That yes. She knows. No, wants. she's not. No. She's not. <laughs> don't don't <laughs> do this, Caitlin. They're both, look, <laughs> both of their sins are on the top 10 that, oh, that came know. down on the stone tablet. No, it's not. I don't, mean, I don't mean morally better than him. I'll agree. She's morally worse. Physically. I'm, Rosamund I'm Pike talking, is hotter I'm than Ben Affleck. Physically, I'm talking about physically and in oh her God, ability as an artist as it's like being in the in like the book, for instance, like all of her accomplishments, she is just a superior person. <laughs> she yeah. like I just I, I have no patience for women who, who clearly settle. So divorce I mean, him and go be with the superior person. Like everyone that's not how it she's a men, psycho. She yeah. men always are shooting out Again. of the league. I don't Divorce know what is, is not on the table for her. She needs Divorce to not out kick. Divorce is on the table for him. <laughs> and that's why he opens up by saying, I'm going to divorce her on our fifth anniversary. He was gonna do Gosh, it. She's trash. What a dickhead. <laughs> but she already knew and she would not accept that divorce. It's yeah. either I win or she's amazing. Nothing. She's amazing, Amy. Yeah. Like she can't fucking like what? What happens? She got like, away amazing with Amy gets, <laughs> like it's like what? Amazing Amy gets a divorce. That's not happening. That would Kidding, you did say happens to fifty percent of people who get married. You did say something that's really sharp there when you were like men. Men are often like always going above. Like very rarely, very rarely will you see a guy with a woman who is 
but like below his like it's always the other way on the seesaw in anything like, i swear like, it's like you'll it's it's very rare if you see like a guy who's like great and on the up and then like his you know his spouse or his significant other is like what is he doing like you can sometimes see like oh that person's a bitch like he doesn't need to be with her he's nicer but like very rarely when it comes to like success or anything like that like Men always have to go up. You always have they to. They date up. It's um, so annoying. It's amazing Amy doesn't have to date. Jolie. Amazing Amy doesn't have to date above her station, but she can still date above Ben Affleck in this world. Like she can still leave him and date somebody superior to him, not superior to her. But that superior to him is Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. You need somebody that's dumb enough, but can still play your game without being aware of it. Or you get somebody yeah. to the next level, which is Neil Patrick Harris, who just becomes her parents and puts her on a pedestal. There has to be a, there has to be an in between. Yeah, there's got to be somebody who's be like a still dumb, but is smarter than Ben Affleck. There has to be a. Then Kyle, you basically like, get another sociopath that's framing her for murder. Like, good, that's what she deserves. But everybody it's like in women... this movie is dumb as bad. Yes, I can't I tell who Dex is rooting for. It's either she's better or she needs to die. No, they're not ready for anyone. One of them needs to die. I don't care which. Like, just one of them cool. needs to kill the other. That's what I want. Then we agree that Ben Affleck should be dead. That's fine. <laughs> Either one. Cool. I'm kidding. I'm not this radically in favor of like her as like a figure. You say this. I just think I'm saying you that there's just a metaphorical. Just trying to Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> I know. I'm saying you really so tried to defend Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer. Can I tell you where, like, why I was bringing up Jeffrey Dahmer's nickname as a serial killer for like all of the uh, newspapers that he was in was the Kindly Killer because he was considered more sympathetic than other serial killers because he was trying to find um, a romantic partner and people a felt bad for him. Yeah, well, but it got framed in the press as a romantic partner, right. <laughs> and because of that, like there was a level of extreme empathy. He was actually the most written to serial killer um, of like, I think he's the most written to serial killer of all time. He received the most love letters before he died in prison um, than like Ted Bundy more than, um, I'm trying to remember the two brothers out in California, but- The Menendez brothers. The Menendez brothers. They're like the top three, Jeffrey Dahmer, Menendez brothers. Oh, Ransom doesn't make that list. Manson, like, he's married. I don't know. He was already married, I think. Ted Bundy was too, but Ted Bundy's just hotter. Anyway, uh, Zach like, Efron is hot. Th- Zach Efron's th- hot. Uh, the thing about Paul Pot, says Caitlin. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is that like, there's a lot of empathy. Things, but <laughs> I think, I think well, what his I'm saying was wrong, but. Oh, no. No. I, I'm Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, I don't know. All I'm saying is that, like, I think that you can have empathy for how someone ends up someplace without having empathy for the deed that's committed. Does that make sense? I kind of felt that way for Aaron Hernandez in the first parts of that documentary. Uh Yeah. The first parts. Yeah, the first part. The first part. (laughs) And then I was like, eh, well, yeah, that kind of went away. But. (laughs) I think that's kind of what happens with Amy, right? Like, for the first half, I'm like, okay, like, Scott, like, you're taking it too far, but, like, okay, like, I'm here. But then, like, with the Neil Patrick Harris stuff, you're just like, oh, no, second half. You had me in the first. I'm out. Well, like, they had us in the first half. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I, I kind of kept waiting, though. Like, I did the same in the book and in the movie. Like, I kept 
you know, like you keep kind of waiting. Like I, I was hoping like, cause I, I feel like I, I, I sympathize with her, empathize with her a little bit. Like, okay, he cheated on her. He was going to divorce her, you know, like, but I kept waiting for him to do something like we're going to find something out worse about him, but you don't like, that's all that's, that's what he did. I so mean, like, he did throw her like into the stairs, allegedly. That never happened. Yeah. I don't, that that happened. absolutely did not happen. Yeah. yeah. That didn't happen. So like, that I kept waiting. Like, like, yeah. So maybe oh, like, maybe he, maybe he hit her, maybe he did this, like all that, like that never happened. So I was waiting for him to like, okay, well I kind of get why she did this. And then like, okay, well, man, she's yeah. just taking this way too far. I, I think it's like part of it is though like I guess this is what I'm trying to say is I think that like there is like this pressure that goes on to women in romantic relationships that I think is so hard that you can eventually just burst and I think that's part of it is that it's like her performance that she constantly feels as a woman that she has to be engaging in um it's part of the amazing Amy persona it's part of her marriage this performance that she thinks she has to be in to be cool girl um, I think that just great, like eventually weighs on you when people are not doing what you think they should when you're doing that performance. Yeah, her, par- her parents. Um, so did I think a that's part bang of it. Up. Her parents did a bang up job on her childhood. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Like you see that coming. Our daughter's a psychopath. What? How could we have ever <laughs> seen this coming? Hey, Selling. Man, all they did was write good books. Nobody wants to read books about the kid who yeah. like didn't make the volleyball team or whatever. Actually, today they'd be like, see, you're just like everyone else. (laughs) They're so normal. Yeah, they'd sell Average Amy. Average Amy. Best selling book series. Uh, Amy has two kids and a dog. Except your fate fate series. (laughs) (laughs) Average Amy gets a divorce just like the national average. You know what? Like... Yeah, I do. I do think though. I do think that the generation you said, like, accept your fate. That's like because we've got Simon Cowell on television, who like is the one guy who'll tell you you can't achieve your dream. Like, <laughs> I always wanted to be a singer. And he's like, no, go fuck your mother. You you're not gonna be a singer. Go I can't. fuck your mother. <laughs> like you can't. This is like I'm not gonna make any money on you. Like it's it's not. So like we have that gen- like we had the generation before where like you can do anything you want to do, and then it's like no, now you like. We're the generation of like, if you don't get to do that, that's fine too. Yeah. You know, settling is okay, kids. Yeah, it really Be- is. Being normal is fine. Uh, the, the speaking of uh, speaking of the weird incest joke, there's a weird incest pot plot twin line, incest? twin incest pot plot line that they uh, they push in. And when has the news ever done that? Mm. <laughs> like, you know, they're well, twins, so but- they like. Uh, like fucking that's not what that means what is that <laughs> but that's like i mean that is absolutely something we do when we when we the national attention is grabbed by you know uh, something some white woman tragedy is like immediately try to find that you know it was satanic it was some sort of cult thing maybe it was whatever like that's something that we absolutely do is that we apply the most bizarre logic to explain why this perfect woman is now dead yeah, I was gonna actually say well, that's exactly the siblings though. But yeah, but it's I mean, actually it's really good because in, in terms of comparing, like, just from an outside perspective, how we treat Amy versus how the public treats Margot is insane. Because Amy is this perfect child that never did anything wrong, but Margot, somebody that nobody knows, is well, she's clearly aiding and abetting in this murder and fucking her brother. Yeah. 
I was going to say, that's actually not something that we haven't ever done. The Menendez brothers were accused of being incestuous. Oh, yeah. I mean, and pretty much everything has been done at some point. But, but like, I'm just saying, like, it's like, we actually literally, I'm just saying we literally, in like highly publicized cases, actually do shit like this yeah, all that's true. the time. The, <laughs> he's, <laughs> everybody on Twitter would be like, she, she's hugging him a little bit too. <laughs> so that's that's a that's a little sus. <laughs> so someone does that with like movies they like. They're like um supernatural. They like touched each other like Winchester Wincest, I think. Like Win Wincest. <laughs> I mean oh, I think, Lord. I think people implied it with Donnie and Marie Osmond. Yeah, yeah. they did. Yeah. Um pit stop number one, that scene is batshit insane for behind the scenes because originally Ben Affleck was put on supposed to put on a Yankees hat. Oh yeah, he yeah. Used filming stuff for four days over this fucking hat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, as a Red Sox uh, fan, I, I completely supported him in that. <laughs> First, they end up agreeing. They find the middle by choosing a fucking Mets hat. Hell yeah, Mets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which actually kind of goes with his personality. Like Ben, or like he would, he would. Right, Nick would uh, root for the Yankees. I was gonna the, say for the Mets. You, I was yeah. gonna say, do you mean he's a mediocre white man from New York? Yeah, he would, he would definitely. Mets as mediocre as we know this guy is, he drinks Natty Light and is trash at. He's me. He drinks Natty Light and is trash at Call of Duty. He definitely is rooting for the Mets. Like I root for the Texans. Like that's what. Like, like <laughs> you know who he's actually rooting for? Shout out to our most selling episode ever. He's going to Jersey. And cheering oh, yeah. with Bill Burr at a triple-A baseball game. Yeah, he has triple-A baseball <laughs> <team>. <laughs> Um Actually, here's my one complaint. Why not fucking settle on a Cardinals hat? Half a Nick right. wardrobe most of the time is Cardinals. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. Why, Missouri. Why was the middle ground the Mets when he's wearing like Cardinal shirts two scenes later? Did we have to just remind people that he lived in New York for something? Like, he's in JFK. <laughs> we needed to remind. Also, I, I hate the trope of putting on a hat suddenly disguises you. Those two guys yep. talking about a twin sets clearly looked Ben Affleck in the face. In the and face. Like, it's all about twin sets. And he puts on a hat and they're like, who's that stranger in a Mets hat? I have never uh, seen this man before except for on the 24-hour news cycle. He is unrecognizable. I Sorry love the TV man. show You. What a good show. Oh Literally yeah! Literally the exact same. You put on a hat and suddenly you're just a normal serial person. killer. Normal I'm same not you episode. anymore. But just so, like I have so many Ben Affleck behind the scenes here. To halt production for one day is so much fucking money. Like that's millions of dollars that is just going nowhere, and people get fired over that shit. To halt production four days over a hat is mind blowing. Could they I- not just go get a different hat? It could be a, a nondescript hat. That I mean, so whose so who's fault? So whose fault is this? Is this Ben Affleck for making a request to wear? You know, like, look, I don't want to wear a Yankees hat, or is it David Fincher for going? Well, no, it's got to be a Yankees hat. Like, why? What is that? It's David Fincher's fault. <laughs> yeah, why does it take four days? Just go get a different hat. Regardless, I think this is really. Um, just a performance about how much men cause problems. Yes, I'm going. <laughs> We're, I'm wondering if this was even real or really just a performance of like what Gone Girl is truly about. Um, Baseball? Part of, me, 
part of me wonders in my head because this Men is coming suck. right off of Argo. So I'm wondering if Affleck's like, I too have an Academy Award for directing, so I know what the audience wants. He doesn't. I too. <laughs> he doesn't have an Academy Award for directing. He didn't even oh, get nominated. Best picture. Best picture. Criminal. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, movie. I love that movie. Shut up. <laughs> I'll fight Criminal. you. The. Um, yeah, so I got a bunch of notes on this, and I, of course these will go along with uh, all the notes that I think Jake has from behind the scenes, which are, are way more funny than this. But uh, guys, I caved. I had one or three drinks last night, uh, yep, so I tried to I tried to watch um, this movie like in the same mindset Dex was in, just because I needed to get it done. Um, I couldn't. I, I failed so hard. I was like, but this was my first note of the night, my only note of the night. This jizz the most david fincher movie ever i respect <laughs> that you wrote jizz i, 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 I wrote js <laughs> just the most david fincher movie ever and i'm not wrong but i'm not right <laughs> um oh, no, I, this, is, this, this is this is david fincher just going off just all over the screen. Just oh, I'm fincher-ing. Um The I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fincher. I just 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 fincher. All right. When um this movie starts out bad shit. Like when I'm when I picture my wife, I always imagine cracking her lovely skull. Like oh, all right, we're taking it there. See, no, no, no. He said I always think of her head, and I was like, yeah. oh, it's that kind of party. And then he said <laughs> crushing her skull, and I was like, oh, it's that kind of party. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Um, um yeah, but we were talking about it. Roseman Pike's stare is incredible. No, and so no, dead eyed. It is amazing. I think I fell in she's, love. She's yeah. so good and genuinely versatile because she also plays in Pride and Prejudice, like Jane, the most lovable, kind sister, like supposed to be like someone that you absolutely adore and you immediately are like oh so cute like so squeezable and then she like pulls out amy and you're just like what the fuck where is this coming from like uh, she had to really compete for this role too though right because fincher wanted like had a weird sort of want for like who she was amy to be she was picked pretty quickly but there are a lot early on that were uh in contention um Emily Blunt was up there. I'm trying to find the list. She could have done it. Um, she did Girl in Pain right after, so. Yeah. Charlie's Throne uh, was also it. that list. I think she could have done it. Um, Reese Witherspoon was uh, the very first person because she bought the rights to the film, and Fincher basically had some sort of meeting where he convinced her that she doesn't need to be part of this aside from being an EP. Um, I don't Look, think no, thank you. He said to Academy Award winner Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> she is a god. I will, I, she is a god. I will give it to her, uh, no matter what. But I don't. I don't think Amy is is her wheelhouse. Um, Rooney Mara was on there, but I think that's more of a rumor because that's we're coming off a of social network, so I think she's just floating around. Uh, oh, Olivia Wilde. Olivia, Olivia Wilde could have been good. She has the cheekbones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the last bigger one, and again, I think it's a rumor because uh, she's never spoken about it, was Natalie Portman. That would have been interesting. Uh, I, I don't I, think I liked that. They, I, I heard something somewhere that they wanted somebody that was beautiful, but not like, like they wanted somebody that looked like a housewife almost, which mm-hmm. was sort of a interesting thing. I, 
not to like as an insult, but Rosamund Pike, like, I mean, she looks kind of like a, a doll in a way. Like she porcelain. I mean, go, yeah, going going to that that stare that like I'm absolutely in love with because when she turns her head and she's just staring at you, there's so much emotion in there, but you absolutely do not know what she's thinking. It could be anything. It's so expressionless. And I think it's really hard to find an actor or an actress to do that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Paul, I want to get your take on this. Um, how many of these pretentious uh, conversations have you ever had at a party? <laughs> uh, like the ones that they have? Yeah. Or like the ones that we're having right now? Both. <laughs> da- daily. <laughs> daily. Uh, so like a lot. I mean, like that's, you know, uh, you get those like the ones that they the ones that they have particularly you get those um, especially I remember when I was like younger when you go to a lot more parties when you hit your thirties and forties like it's an act of Congress when you're my age now at forty to like get all your friends together because they're all married with kids and like they it's just too much like it's Let's have a party it, you fucking nuts <laughs> like, no, people want to do it but then like. Everybody shows up. It's in the middle of the day. And then by 730, everybody's home. You know, like you're like, oh, well, and the people that kids are like sitting there going, oh, well, that was that was fun, I guess. But they uh, but I I do think you have those like weird party conversations with with people and like the one that they had, uh, you know, when they met like that one turned out well. But at least I mean, it, you know, they each got laid. So good for them. But uh there's so many of them and i would i would never think a party conversation like that would lead to like I'm, I'm gonna, yeah exactly mm-hmm. there yeah. it's so like, it's doing, like, doing doing this right there it's like oh that's the winner right there yeah this one's the winner on the chin but the uh the the the, the fact that it's so pretentious that it's just like we're better than everyone at this party yeah, <laughs> it's just like look at the hipster over there. He sucks. Look at those Amish people. Oh, they stink. I, I, I look. I make fun of people at parties all the time when I don't know them. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, you know, especially like, um, you know, when I lived like it, this hasn't really happened since I moved to Waco because like when you go like when I go to things in Waco, everybody knows everybody anyway because it's such a small town. But but when I lived in Tampa, of course, I was really young when I lived there. But you like go to a party in Tampa and there's just people you don't know because it's such a big city, you know, and and. I, uh, uh, so he like, you sit there and you get your little group. And you're like, Oh, look at that guy. He's weird. That guy's, <laughs> that guy's straight Florida trash there. You know, <laughs> that guy's doing meth probably has an alligator too. I, I, I bet you he's fondled the alligators genitals. That's, that's, <laughs> that's happened. You know, like he's, this guy lit something on fire before he came. Yeah. Here, well, yeah. Sure. You see him like this guy's right out of a Carl Hyacin book. Yeah. I, I can, you see all that. The, um, but it, the funniest thing, the, mo- the funniest thought I think I had during this movie was when they, they kissed during the sugar storm and it's supposed to be this romantic, sexual sort of thing. I'm just thinking about the dudes unloading the sugar being like, this is our fucking job. Fuck what are guys? We, yeah, what's up, guys? Like, can we not right now? But they're also probably like, eh, New York, right? Why'd you That's bring my- this woman to this random alley? <laughs> That's Sir, my it's favorite. Dark. That's my favorite trope in movies and TV. I think John Mulaney has a bit about it where it's just random New Yorkers doing work early in the morning and oh, ignore the boxes, ob- yeah. <laughs> yeah. ignoring like this obvious like massive scene happening in front of them where it's just like, hey, I got to work. I got to move these boxes. <laughs> where it was like... <laughs> gotta it- move these backs. 
Or it's that, or it's the law and order thing where it's like a dude always unloading boxes out of a truck (laughs) and being like, yeah, I saw her, like, you know, came in around 735, 736. Why are they never that guy? I feel like it's always in real life that guy. Or where they were. Just some nondescript person. So why is this dock worker in the middle of Times Square? This is weird. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I ruined, um, for my parents, used to watch Law & Order all the time. And uh, when I first moved back here, I was living with him. Uh, I would go in and, like, I would walk into the room and I'd be like, well, that guy's the killer right there. And, like, how do you know? Well, that's the biggest guest star. Like, yeah. you've seen him. <laughs> that's the biggest guest star. He's either the killer or the killer's dad. Like, that's either. <laughs> that's, <laughs> the killer's dad. Like, that's it. Like, look, it was, you know what it was? It was when Martin Short was on Law and & Order. And I was like, well, he's the killer. And uh, like, no, he's not the killer. I'm like, he's playing against type. He's the biggest guest star. Why would Martin Short do this unless he got to murder someone? You mean like, to tell me on. John Stamos didn't murder somebody? Come on. Why the hell is he on so, so then, like, so then, like, they, a couple, a couple weeks later, I come back from work, and I walk in. My dad's like, he's not watching. And I'm like, what happened? And he goes, well, you fucking ruined it for me. <laughs> I can't remember who the actor was. It, was. it was like some bigger actor that was really old. Like, he's so-and-so's in this episode. He did it. Robin Williams <laughs> made a guest par- appearance on SVU. Like, they weren't going to make him the killer or whatnot. Like, yeah. duh. Robin Williams is actually just, like, a random suspect. And it's, yeah. like, not even. He's like, I just am the friendly neighborhood janitor. And yeah. that's also all I actually was. <laughs> like, this whole time. Yeah. Me. He has a bit role for five minutes where they bring him in. They're like, oh, you were you have an alibi. Bye. <laughs> that's, the, that's the misdirect. That would actually be such a good red herring in a like, show like that, like Criminal Minds. Just be like, no, no, no. We're going to bring him on for five minutes and everyone will think he killed him. But it's really going to be not the guy from Dawson's Creek. <laughs> it's going to be this other dude. You also know, with, from Dawson's Creek. with Criminal Minds, I, like, I wonder if the people who write that show, like, the studio goes, you may just want to watch this guy. Like he's come up with some really weird shit. <laughs> like, like, yeah. we just want to, like we ran out of cases. Like when he, like, when he, when he says like, when he orders a sandwich and, and he says he wants extra pickles, you bring those pickles or he's going to murder us all and like have sex with our heads. Like well, that's like, I think about all the time. I think about all the time that Matthew Craig Googler was an actor on criminal minds for like all these seasons. And then spontaneously goes, I want to write and direct a series of six episodes for the show. And then they proceed to be like the worst episodes, like in terms of gruesomeness in the show's history, in which one of them, he makes people into human marionettes and like literally their bones are broken and they are tied to oh. And I'm like, I think Matthew Gray Goobler cannot be trusted. We might want to have a I cop mean, outside his house. Um, yeah. He just, should, right? should be watched. Just watch him. Speaking of serial killers, that reminds me of Mindhunter, which was directed by David Fincher, which also directed Gone Girl, Royden. Yes. Oh, uh, are we talking about Mindhunter now? Okay. Uh, I love oh. Mindhunter. Um, Got to finish the second season. That's no, that makes you, that show makes you feel weird. Um, Nick Dune, go Dune. <laughs> Nick, Nick Dune. Nick, uh, speaking of a speaking good of film, Dune. Nick, Nick Chalamet. Um, Nick, oh God. Nick, Nick Dunn going Nick down Dunn on by the, Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> this movie is way weirder. Um, what is happening? About- We're just word associating right now. Wait, this movie, but it being 
about a soft boy with Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> oh, good God. Beautiful. They'd never believe he I did it, though. That. Uh, they would never because they would Army be Hammer is Rosamund Pike. Army Hammer is Amy. <laughs> no. Oh my oh god. god. Amy it's Hammer. The movie. It's the Amy, movie. Hammer. Amy Hammer. Wow. Where Call me that? by your gone girl. <laughs> Call <laughs> me by your Actually, Royden and I, when I asked him to be on this podcast, actually, uh, or demanded <laughs> to get on your podcast, demanded. we were talking about Timothy Chalamet because I saw his tweet about Dune. And I, uh, I, like, I don't get like why people would follow like i get timothy chalamet in certain roles i don't get him in that one like i wouldn't follow him anywhere like you know like if i'm like oh this guy's gonna fight and save the planet no he's not this smooth this is boy is gonna lead a revolution this is on like how i know you're not a 23 year old art girl because i'm like i would indeed follow timothy is chalamet. that is that the only way is that, yeah no, is that that's the only way 23 year old art girl we were talking to you and, and Paul literally says like, there's Jason Momoa right there. Yeah, like, I know. Like, what? yeah. Like again, Jason Momoa craps bigger than Timothy Chalamet. I mean, like let's. Jason Momoa is not lanky and endearing. So. Yeah. Oh, good God. It's uh, not, like, I just, I don't, I don't get him. I don't like, he was good. He, I like, I liked him in Lady Bird. I think he fit there. Uh, yes. You know, like the, 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 the Scottish King movie he did on the, on Netflix, that was all right. Literally you called the king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good pretty woman. Pretty woman. Was pretty good in Little Women. Little Women. I've, I've yet, I've yet to see Little Women. So, but I, I, he's, me- he, he's meant to be Laurie, which is to say he's yeah. just a soft boy. Yeah, yeah he's, um, he's just Dex. Dex, what do we do? Hashtag support for few. Thank you very much. Um, Timothy Chalamet doing the thing in this movie where he just like he'd fit in because he does the thing where he just mumbles the entire time. He does <laughs> words. Oh you, my you play- god! I hated how they talked to each other this whole movie. They whispered everything they said to each other every single scene. Did you watch the subtitles? No, I just like got progressively angrier as it went on because I was drinking more and more. <laughs> just, just refusing, um, just, just making yourself angry, refusing to put on subtitles. I will not like. Turning the TV up, drinking more, and just yelling, speak up, bitch. I mean, that's how elite artist types talk. I mean, that's why I... Mumblecore is a thing, my friends. I love Mumblecore. God. uh, time they were, like, speaking to each other romantically, I was like, this is like a Taylor Swift song. Like, they talk the way Taylor Swift swings. Like, I, I hate it. I knew you were... I just... Amy Trouble when I walked. Um, Nick Dunn Shame going down. Nick Dunn going down on the first date, man. Like he was. So I get why it. she. I get why she Probably. fell for him, like completely. Like, Roy, I, I, I've got a question. So you? Oh God! You, you wouldn't? Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if, if the time is right, if we've <laughs> had some, if we've had some jinx and we kissed in a sugar storm. Yeah, I might, I might, I might do it. You know what? Yes. Yeah, I don't know what I'm I mean, saying. Yes. Listen, right? I mean, you know, a Hasidic like, Jew at a party. He would, yes. There was, there was no way to answer that. That wasn't just a yes, because otherwise you're just exposing yourself. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you do. Like, like, look, it's yes. not 1952 anymore, man. <laughs> like, you gotta, you gotta give to get. I mean, it's not. It's, uh, yes. it's equal. 19- it's an equal. It's an equal thing. You gotta. Look, you know, man, look, man, you're not going to get me in trouble. 
Other Caitlin come on the podcast. 1952, the year that oral sex was made an equal opportunity. <laughs> before 1952, before 1952, every man was like, Maureen, you want me to do what? <laughs> R.I.P. Justice Gim- Ginsburg, but that's what she what? really contributed. To. Yeah. No, we're not. <laughs> what the hell? No, we are not doing this. No, this podcast. <laughs> Is canceled. Is canceled. Yeah. I love congratulations. We made it an hour fifteen before I had to close. We made it thirty nine episodes. I was gonna make a DJ Khaled joke, and you went Bruce Payne Ginsburg. Because like, it's about equity. Yeah. I just love the thought. Before nineteen fifty two, no one was. No one was. I just picked. I picked a random. I picked a random year. I mean, because it was. The dark age, like I think about, that's what I think about, like the presidential election, like how Trump got elected. Like people watch Mad Men, and like you know what? That's how it should be. When yeah. I have a wife at home and a secretary, I can bang in secret, and they bring me what I want, and I'm electing the guy who's going to bring it all back, and that's why we have him now. He's going to bring it all back. We're going to have Mad Men for real again. And then, <laughs> yeah, you're the group of people that watch it and are like, Don Draper has some really good ideas. That's that's it. We're gonna we're gonna live this world again. It worked then, it'll work now. Are you ready for the acronym? Make America Mad Men again. It's just Mama. <laughs> Wait, are are you ready? Jake's gonna bring it all back. I'm gonna save this damn podcast. John Hamm was heavily considered instead of Ben Affleck. Good. Oh, he'd been great. Yeah, he'd be good. I would have liked him better. I think. Would have liked to seen his dick. Uh, I would have actually felt mm-hmm. empathy for him, which I think is a possible thing that might not be good. So, Matt, well, I, he's I, not. I, I, he's an incredible TV actor, and he had a really incredible run on Mad Men. His film stuff has not been. I mean, ew. this was this basically was going to happen, except for it was the final season of Mad Men was being filmed at the same time and they would not let him. They're paying him millions of dollars. Yeah, they would, they would not let him change. The only good movie him. John Hamm has ever been in is Cursed because it's Baby Driver. So we're not allowed uh, to let you, it uh, Is this the town erasure? Yes. Is this Bridesmaids erasure? Yes. <laughs> um, no, I think he could have done it because Nick Dunn's character is the only reason that you kind of think he's innocent is because he's just like this good southern boy that you're like he wants to be polite he wants to be everybody's friend and that's not what a murderer does and i think john ham could have taken that a little bit farther he would have definitely he's had actually from missouri yeah. missouri that missouri. he would have had he would have done new york so much better he would have done new york so much better i do not believe in any way shape or form that ben affleck has spent more than two minutes in new york I think um, part of the reason I didn't think Ben Affleck did it, though, was because he's so, like, dweeby in this movie. It's like, of course you didn't murder somebody, you fucking nerd. Like, <laughs> nerd! Uh, know, it does work for me. I know this is, like, stupid, but it's like, when the book was written, the Scott Peterson case was, like, massive. And he does actually look very similar to Dude. Like, the they thing, have very similar um, aesthetics. The casting, yeah. of, the casting of Ben Affleck's no mistake. Like the cast yeah, because no. because he chose him for a his stardom. smile. Yeah, and his smile and his stardom and like he is a movie star. Like the same yeah, with I Matt mean, Damon. Like he is a movie star. And so that plays on a whole nother meta level with this movie of how we view his character this entire time. And yeah, yeah, I, I mean, wanted like, to talk about that. Well, especially when he goes on TV with uh, and does the and does the interview 
Like that's that's why he's all of a sudden endearing to America because he's handsome and he looks good in a suit. You know, he's 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 wearing a suit and he's you know he he's not you know sitting in the bar with his you know shirt untucked and he's not hiding from the media. He's not running to his sister's house. Yeah, but this but it is also interesting because then the same thing that makes him endearing is actually the same thing that makes him like very unlikable. Like him, mm-hmm. like smiling for a camera inappropriately, mm-hmm. and like it, when it's pushed too far, it's not charming at all. Which I think is like, interesting. I still I mean, can't the, believe he smiled for that picture. What a fucking idiot! <laughs> they, go, they go, well, they said smile, and he was like, what? <laughs> but that, I mean, that's it's like a big toothy grin. Like Jesus Christ! Go ahead, that's, Jake. Would they say that? Why would he do that? Sorry, Jake. That's originally why Fincher uh, liked him because he saw Ben Affleck in all these photos on the red carpet and he has a side smile that you look at and you're like, this fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> Cast him for which, being a dumbass. <laughs> which it works because like when we, we get the first press conference and you know Amy's parents give this beautiful you know soliloquy on how perfect Amy is and everything and Nick's like, hey, just call if you find her. Like I think if I think if it was like John Hamm that scene doesn't work because he he's immediately charming and you you accept everything he says is sincere. Whereas I think with Ben Affleck standing up there and be like, hey, I can you call this number? I, I want to find my wife. Here's a toothy grin. You're like, this guy's off. There's something yeah. weird. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was John like Ham do, Ham too much. Yeah, does John Ham do disheveled? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, well, like if if we go like further, we go to the uh, the um the 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 like the candle vigil and he tries to give a speech and immediately casey wilson just calls him out um again like John where's your ever. where's your pregnant wife nick where, oh my god she's where so is good. she paul paul what if what a change of career from her going i love her what a change of career from her going from happy endings an snl writer and feature member to dumb pregnant neighbor <laughs> where's your Where's your wife? I knew, I knew her better than anyone. Yeah, but they like, made her so imagine, stupid. Imagine so John Ham giving that speech. Like you would be like, oh, maybe he didn't. The one thing that you need to know about this movie, and Paul, I'll get your take on this because it's so funny, and it's the one piece of one of the few pieces of comedy that's actually in this movie is when um, they go when he's giving that speech at the vigil and the two girls are like, oh, he's so hot. And the other one goes, ew, he's so creepy. That's the only thing you need to know about this movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that, like, you know what, though? But that's also Ben, like, I think that's how a lot of people feel about Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. Like, just in general, like, that's, like, that. I don't think that would, like, you, to your point about John Hamm, I think most people are like, oh, he's a good-looking guy. Yeah, he's a good-looking guy. You <laughs> yeah, know, like, yes. ben, Aff- ben Affleck is very polarizing because... Like not only like looks wise, like some some women like him or people like him, some people don't. And like, but like his career is that way where yes, he did he did a run of like five years where he didn't do a good movie, but before that five years he'd done a bunch of them. He'd done several really good things. Like even like going back to like school ties as a young actor, like he was in some good movies. Like he's a good actor, but then all of a sudden they start throwing all this money at the dude, and he's like, yes, I'll do it. Yes, I'll do it. Absolutely. Yes, I'll do G-, G Lee. And then he immediately started doing that again after this movie. Yeah. And then, so then like, so then like he kind of like, uh, like roped it back in and like start, like he did, 
the George Reeves uh, Superman thing, and he was really good in that. And then, like, so he started to, like, veer right back in. And then once he won the Oscar, then he's they start throwing more money at him. So, he's like, yeah, I'll do that one. I'll do that one. I have a little more control. And so, but people have this, like, that's when he, like, when I heard he was going to play Batman, I was like, okay, I buy that. He could be fine. But like, if you read the internet, people are like, no, fuck Ben Affleck. He can't be Batman. I'm like, Val Kilmer was Batman. Like, there's no, like, it's not no precedent. There's no like real, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Dex, what did you say about him? You couldn't stop thinking this was Batman. Yeah. Every time he did anything, I was either like his head is big as shit or that's Batman. Like the entire time. That's Batman. Uh, Oh, You said, you said, you said best detective in the world, my ass. Like, yeah, what the fuck, man? Like, every single thing that happened like, in the first half of this movie, it's like, you fucking idiot. You deserve to get framed for this because you're getting played so thoroughly. Like, she is outwitting you at every single turn. Like, she is frying you. And then, you know, she gets sloppy towards the end. But before that, cooking him. She's like, it's sloppy. She's like, I have another chance for the life I wanted. When I see my wife's head. No, <laughs> imagine the, cracking like, it open. When the weirdo, like, like a bat. people, I don't know what, who the hell they were or where that was, but like, when they were like, nah, you're clearly not who you say you are. You're not gonna snitch. We're just gonna beat you up and take your money. I was like, yeah, you're getting sloppy. Like, you fucked up. Oh, out here. Yeah, What's your face from Girls? Y'all were watching, who was watching Girls? Slowly Kirk and yeah, it's Boyd. Jemima Kirk's. That's uh Boyd Holbrook. Boyd Holbrook. Yeah. yeah, shout out to him, man. He got mega famous like not long after this, but he's in everything now. But uh, he plays he plays that trash. He plays that that hot trash real well. <laughs> like that was the role he was made to play. Boyd Holbrook. Shout out to his Mississippi accent and Logan. No, uh, the let's see, Trent Reznor's score is crazy in this. Um. It's Nine Inch Nails, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like his score in the social... The fact that the lead of Nine Inch Nails went from doing this to be like, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to be the best... One of the... like, I'm just going to be the John Williams of my generation. I mean... Isn't Nine Inch if, Nails just him? Is it? No. Uh, I mean, no. mostly, but no. He, yeah. Yeah. He, he did He did, uh, He did. did hurt with Johnny Cash. And uh, I mean, so he's done all kind of different different stuff so it's an interesting guy man but just to be like just to be like i'm just gonna do movie scores now for only david fincher pretty much and Mm -hmm. like i and the the score in this is weird because like it changes whenever like who's ever doing like when she logs onto the computer and you see you hear like like you hear like weird sort of uh noises and things like that like animatronic noises and things like that but it's just a weird it's unsettling too which i think goes um Speaking of while we're still on Reznor, I think he's a second away from EGOT because he just won an Emmy. Tonight? Uh-huh. Oh, shout out. For what? Uh, uh, outstanding composition for Watchmen. Oh, I didn't know he did Watchmen. Watchmen okay. deserves mean, all the awards. He's, he's, all I've the never awards. seen it. Uh, he got Oscar for Social Network, Grammy for Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, so he's just missing a Tony, which I write the I Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. and we're there <laughs> oh it's gonna, it's gonna take him a little bit to get that one because wear a mask so we can go see musicals um um hold on trent reznor. trent reznor technically has a uh i forgot um he has an ego 
Well, he, he got a Grammy yes. through Little Nas X. <laughs> Did he really? Because the, the, oh, the, yeah. the, the guitar in the background is from a Nine Inch Nails song. So he has an ego. Yeah, he has an ego. Ooh, I think he got, a, he got a Grammy for something else, but he got a sideways Grammy from Little Nas X. Um, the, 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 the funniest little piece of trivia we'll start wrapping up here in a little bit but the, the funniest piece of trivia we no we won't we're, we're glad, we got we got two minutes two hours left um <laughs> we have two hours did you know this was as long as a uh david fincher film the the <laughs> thing that's funny to me, we're doing the, fun, well. the funniest thing to me about this little piece of trivia is how much bid affleck's weight fluctuates in this movie mm-hmm. like could, it's like it's like batman not batman it just depends yeah. on the shot well, um, I mean, he, yeah, because he was getting ready. Was he getting ready for Batman, like, yeah, towards the end of this? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was. He he got cast, like, right after he signed on with this. And so he had to start getting jacked. And you can see him hiding it because he'll wear, like, a T-shirt. And you could tell it's earlier in the filming because he's just skinny Affleck. But then they give him, like, this oversized blue Oxford shirt to hide how big his shoulders are. Then, then he's Affleck. I'm in a weird place. You are in a weird, um, I'm in a weird place. Okay, we got to talk about it. We talked about it a little bit. Framing that dude for rape. Poor bastard, Scoot McNary. Poor Man, Scoot McNary. He, he, he's the dude that you look and you're like, oh, I've seen that guy before. That's Scoot McNary. Character actor Scoot McNary. He's really good at everything. But like, go- Has he ever played someone that's cool in a movie? No. no. It's always like, I want him, him like, I wanted like, I want him to be play someone that's cool in a movie. Like, I mean, just one time, like just. He always you know, really a the, downtrodden sort of down on his I just, luck. I love that Sex Ben Affleck him. just drags him into the worst roles in all of his films. Well, I mean, look at Batman versus Superman. He's a suicide bomber. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He's yeah. the wheelchair guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's, I, he's Hot Wheels McGee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he forgot. Uh, yeah, I think like, I think that moment though in the film is like actually I think it is like a moment of a lot of controversy around this film actually though because it, um a lot of people think that the film propagates um stuff around rape culture that are right. normally lies like this idea uh-huh. that women falsify rape claims like with any frequency I could see that um, being a huge problem for a bunch of people like taking well, that and I running mean, with it online. Sorry to interrupt. If you if you look at it on on like a surface level, and I'm sorry, Phelan, but uh, oh, go ahead. It, it, it's weird that like we immediately accept Scoot's story because at yeah. that point in time, we're like, I, I think by that point we know Amy is alive, so we immediately take the side of she's psycho and anything that's said against her is, is a lie. There's no evidence at all that she actually did lie, except for the fact that like this is mm-hmm. a thing that keeps happening but like yeah. other than there's that no evidence really no except evidence. for the pattern <laughs> Patterns well, that, are- but that's but that's why that's why it's it's probably a, a not a great use of that device then yeah to show it, that it, she it, has it, a pattern like they could have maybe picked a different thing to show that she's you know r- falsely ruined people's lives before yeah. I think someone said. Let's go with plagiarism. Gillian, first. Can we do plagiarism? Let's do that <laughs> Let's one. Do plagiarism. Let's start there. I, well, I, it, it's I, weird to go from rape to just accusing Desi of stalking. Yeah, it's weird. Well, it's not that order. It's the stalking and then the stalking rape was in, in actual life. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. So she does have an she escalation did pattern. To murder. But what, she, she escalated. 
but and I think that's interesting that that's like the form of violence that like is being okay so like because we all know men are like the main perpetrators of violence right like men commit more violent crimes than women significantly I think they like make up 70% or 80% of all violent crime um so it's kind of interesting that her form of crime is to accuse I think that's interesting that she Mm -hmm. like but then she actually escalates to a point of like a more masculine form of violence which is like to actually kill someone Mm -hmm. um which is kind of interesting I don't know what it means but I'm just like thinking about it that's like we tend to associate women with like their violence being lying um and being deceivers and deceptive which is like from eve in the bible and but it's interesting that she actually does become truly Mm -hmm. violent at the end um so like a lot a lot of notes i actually took on this her parents stink um yeah i did nothing one quick time out to get back to scoot mcnary why no Tyler Perry be like, hey, go interview her exes for me. Yeah, why would he do it? He's why not have like one of his interns or one of his researchers do like because like at if if anything were to happen, like if this was to go to trial, Scoot McNary could make like get like handed a check of fifty thousand dollars and be like go to trial and be like, hey, yeah, Ben Affleck came and talked to me. Like that looks tampering. Witness tampering. Why would you? Why would you send Ben Affleck to talk to these people? It's it's called narrative. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here's here's also what I, I think about that. He's probably more apt to talk to him and, oh, and tell sure. him details because he's living the same like they have similar experiences. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So he that's like he's more likely to open up to like I guess that's the excuse of it. Like he would open yeah. up to him because he sees that like this guy's going through an even bigger version of what he went through. Yeah. And um, and actually to that at that point. Um, you know, they don't really know that she's still, uh, I mean, they don't, he suspects Yeah, he suspects yeah. she's still alive, but he doesn't know it. You know, like he, 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 know he, he knows it, but he doesn't know it. So like at that point, he's like, no, 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 she's still alive. I'm going to go call her out. You know, <laughs> yeah. going all the way back to introducing us to Nick Dunn, um, the, the life, I don't remember the point line was so dumb God, when, when they're playing I'm- life. That was 100% Ben Affleck being like, here, I have an ad lib. Life. I don't remember the point. Pretentious. All right. Um, It's something he actually said to like Jennifer Gardner and that's why she left. Like, (laughs) it's... Which apparently Fincher put in for uh, Ben Affleck to bring in Mastermind to fuck with the audience. Oh, really? That's Yeah, because that's what he... That's the board game he brings in and apparently Fincher was like, yeah, because I want to watch the journalists when they go to the screening to write that down as if it's like an important plot point. Some of the well, cuts it in- kind of is there's an idea of like mastermind. Yeah. Like, like it, it, yeah. Some of the cuts in this movie are comical. Fuck you. Yeah. Some of the cuts <laughs> in this movie are comical because when he invites the police into his house for the first time, he's like, uh, we moved here because my mom was sick. Oh, is she okay? She's dead. Hard cut to next, next scene. Like, all right, cool. Um, amazing. Fucking Amy is getting fucking married. Uh, he goes up and, and tells her she has a world-class vagina in front of all of those reporters. I hated tape, that so much. With, with tapes? <laughs> like, nope. Like, cool, Don't ever say dude. that to anybody. Cool, like, man. 
you have sex. Congratulations. I love that those I, journalists immediately just accepted that this dude is going to butt into their interview and they're not going to say a damn word wait, about it. Though I will do? say, him up. he's Batman. I went to a bridal shower today, and Good like, yeah, because I have friends. <laughs> anyway, okay, but well, it was like socially distanced, and it was like only like it's I corona think 15 though. of us. Anyway, <laughs> but like. She got mailed from her future mother-in-law a, like, lingerie thing. And, like, it just became this big fucking thing where we all had to discuss how she and her, like, future husband have sex. And I'm just like, I really don't want to be here. And also, why is your future mother-in-law sending you lingerie? And she literally wrote it on the card, this isn't really to you. This is to poor Ugh. ex. Oh, and I was like, God. I wish I was dead. But we're all making a joke about this. Like, this is normal. So what I'm saying is, I think Nick is part of that, like, contingency of, like, horrible people. Wear this. Wear this when you fuck my son, dude. I'll, t- I'll tell you right now. I would not want to know where that came from if she did wear it. Yeah. <laughs> nope, no one knows. Nope, nope, nope. That's it. God, you take that and burn it. Imagining like her, this? like, Your wearing Your mom gave this to oh. me. <laughs> nope. That's the trash can outside, honey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, wear this sorry, and, wear this in remembrance of me if, if she <laughs> oh my god <laughs> if she, when like the mom when the mother-in-law dies it's like just put on the casket oh, like, no. okay, this she <laughs> wanted it's passed down <laughs> so she gives it to her daughter <laughs> ashes to ashes dust to dust <laughs> Every time someone gets yeah, it's actually just like a hand-me-down. It's full like something borrowed, and it's like on your wedding day. You're like, here, I have this. Every woman in our family oh. has one. <laughs> something oh. borrowed. Here's my Nuva ring. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yuck. Big yuck. Big yuck. Uh, God, if you don't want to have, if you don't want to have kids like my son, here's my ID. <laughs> Here's a new uh, I wish this had been invented for me. Um, uh, let's see. Her parents stink, but you know that's that's funny. The fact that the one wrong. of the huh? They did nothing wrong. They okay, buddy. All right. A, thera- a therapist would tell you different. Um, let's see. Uh, why not give them the third clue? Like, I know you're never supposed to like talk to the police without a lawyer, regardless of if you're guilty or not. Um, but why, like, he's gone along with it so far to hide the third clue is very, like, it's weird. I think he knew she was bait, like, that there was something baiting about it. Like, I don't know. Or that there were things in that house. Like, he didn't necessarily. Yeah. My favorite thing, he's like, I don't know. I don't know what to do, Amy. I've never had a job. I don't know how to do this. And you're just like, just don't work. That's, well, it's also like, dude, are dope. you like 35 or something like that? Like you've never had a job? You never, like, like, never not had a job is what he was saying. He's like, yeah. I don't know how oh, to just it. around. Like, I, I, I do. Just laptop don't do or it. Laptoping? Your wife's rich. You could write your novel. Um, if she is so good at framing people and like finessing people, they should have just been scammers and they would have been fine. Like, just start scamming and get some money and be fine. You don't have to go through. Good point. That. Good point. Um, it's, not about, it's not about the money. It's not, it's about, about, it's not about the money. 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 Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> chicken Frito pie, Dex. 
I I need to know what that tastes like. I need I need to try it. I've never heard heard of such a thing, and like I'm so intrigued. I want chicken Frito pie. Like, what's the sauce with it? Oh, just chicken. It's probably just chicken chili instead yeah. of beef chili. I bet you. I bet you can get that at BTEX if you ask. Some of the unintentional comedy of this is when when he's like they're fucking with their clothes on, like just married couple sex, like they're fucking with their clothes on. He finishes and he walks into the other room. You hear him say, "We should go to Outback." <laughs> oh my god that it's is such a midwest like suburban like <laughs> that is the most ben affleck scene you know that exact moment happened with him and jennifer gardner you oh. know that happened oh. that was pulled from I, real life i don't blame her for ending her marriage no she's so much better off i saw her in uh in new york at the, when i was covering the super bowl there and she was on Radio Row with uh, with Kevin Costner and Dennis Leary, where they were, they were pushing Draft Day. Life, and, life. Uh, and uh, she was uh, <laughs> she was she was like stunning. And I remember looking at her like, nah, she's out at Ben Affleck's league. <laughs> she's out <laughs> of the league. And like and like and I like Affleck. I'm I'm a, I'm a fan. And I was like, no, nah, she's out of. She seems she seems much nicer than him too. And it could all be an act, but she just like. It never, it never made sense that those two were together. At, like from the point I saw her there, it was just like seeing her, like you know, like watching you do a couple of interviews. Like, yeah, eh, they don't seem like a match to me. And it was a very superficial thing to like end their marriage in my mind. I was like, it's not going to work out for them. Ben Affleck, <laughs> you just you called it. You like gave yourself a high five later on. You're just like, it's not going to work out. It's not going to work out. Too bad for Ben, but that's not going to work out. Um, let's see. Uh, so did he want a kid at first and she lied and said that he didn't like, cause he yeah. got like, like, cause he gave semen samples and stuff like, right. Yeah. He wanted a kid. Okay. Yeah. He wanted that. a kid. And I think part of her like reconciliation act was being like, well, you I'll have give one. you a kid. Yeah. Was there ever a baby? There could be. Diabolical <laughs> man. <laughs> Like what a mock of Machiavellian, like, like just sort of twist to be like. I mean, we can. <laughs> like, well, also just being like, I never actually did get rid of the sperm samples. <laughs> just <in case>. <laughs> Justin, she's been freezing those, and you never found them. Like, good lord. She's like, I got them out. Um, <laughs> I do love the line, my friend, the local idiot. Like, if anything, if, if Dateline or anything teaches you anything, it's just there's one person. I knew her for oh, five years. I never would have seen this coming. Like, there's always, like, that one person. Like, not the what best meeting in the world, but Daniel Tosh has a joke. Like, never make friends with somebody that you can never physically distance yourself from immediately. Like, mm -hmm. I've never met somebody in my entire life that I couldn't contemplate that they were capable of horrible things. Oh, yeah. Like, what an incredible casting to get Casey Wilson in there. She's um, perfect as your local Karen. <laughs> local Karen. Stealing that. Yeah, that's a really great name. Stealing the urine. No, thank you. Yeah, uh, a lot of things Amy does. I'm like, I, it doesn't have to be all that. I'm sorry. I don't have to collect my own blood in my kitchen and like spread it on my floor. Like, seems I'm, like I'm too good. much work. Just get a divorce. <laughs> Leave him, sis. Leave him. How much blood can you lose? <laughs> Apparently a lot. And still function. Yeah, but like, you just go over time and yeah. 
Yeah. My dad. My dad once lost four pints of blood um, <laughs> over time. Um, it's a very long story, and he ended up in the ICU because you're supposed Lord. to have like eight. You're supposed to have eight pints. Um, he lost like. I'll bring and he blood. lost. And he lost half of the pints of blood in his body. And you can survive on only half the blood that you have. It's just very hard. Scientifically. You're going to have to go into more detail here. <laughs> yeah, why did he lose? Um, he was taking, like, a blood Paul thinner got thing. Um, yeah, like, I got knife. No, he was taking a blood Paul thinner. Paul was shamed while he was in Rikers. It happens. He accidentally took, I think, too much of it or something. Oh, and, his, and his, his blood plate, thinned out? His, or something, I forget how this worked, but his platelet levels dramatically dropped. And because of that, he started losing legitimate pints of blood. And, like, mm. his body wouldn't remake blood. That was the issue. So that's, like, it wasn't that he was losing blood. It was that, like, the blood would not, like, remake itself or something uh, like that. I don't know. I was 11 years old when this happened. The next scene of her, <laughs> so the next remember. scene after her spreading all of that blood on the floor should just be her like, I gotta take a now. I mean, Paul's absolutely right that like this was probably done over time. Like she probably just gave like half a pint a day for a month or something. But the way it's cut is it, it's implied that she gave all that blood that morning <laughs> and then cleaned it up and then it bolted. And I it blows my mind because if that was really the case, every single police officer in that house was like, it's a shit ton of blood. It's the most blood I've ever seen in my life. That's so much blood. Like, even the CSI guy was like, that's so much blood. It's, it's so much blood. She is way more comfortable with blood than the average person is because, like, she rode around with Neil Patrick Harris's blood on her for she a long like, time. Uh, <laughs> like, she's a psychopath. Like, they sent her to the hospital and then back home, and she still had Neil Patrick Harris's blood on her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They didn't wash. Yeah. They, why did they wash, like, their showers in hospitals? <laughs> you would think that they would. He's, she's know. like, no, leave it. <laughs> leave it. Leave it on me. What? Nothing. <laughs> what? I want to bathe in it. Say, say that again, please, Amy. What? Nothing. I don't know. <laughs> By the way, Patrick Fugit is the other cop. Uh, very against type for him. I thought it was thought it was good. I always think of, I mean, he's almost famous kid. That's all I always think of. Yeah. Oh, he, no. he oh wait, that's right. I made the Rolling Stone joke earlier. Um, I didn't yeah. understand it. He went on tour with Stillwater. We didn't find it didn't work out. <laughs> we didn't think you were funny. Actually, I think, that, I think the timeline might match up a little bit. He goes on tour with Stillwater as like a 12-year-old. The 80s and 90s weren't kind to him. In 2000, he becomes a cop, and he's a little jaded. He's like, whatever. To, he's married, married to a woman he's not exactly happy with. They fight over finances. He's married to Tiffany. It's, it's the same kid. <laughs> I do love the line that, that she delivers. Like, my wife thinks she killed him. He's like, well, if Tiffany says so. I just asked how my dad lost half, lost half the blood in his body. And apparently he ran into a pole and had a lot of internal bleeding and was told that he should stop taking his blood thinner. But he didn't stop taking his blood thinner. <laughs> so he just lost. Right, yeah, because you know, to a pole with a car, walked into no, a like pool. with his face, he was reading a text. <laughs> reading a text, wow, don't walk and text. Um, 
Paul, I don't know. Pod, talk to us. About was he life. reading this on like the Moto Razor? Like when was this? <laughs> no, this was like when I was in middle school. So it's like the iPhones had just come out. But I have a text scary. in my iPhone. <laughs> Oh, LG rumor too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just got the text from my mom, so I thought I'd share. Apparently, just kept taking blood thinners, and you shouldn't. <laughs> On my chocolate. Um, Some people pop Xanax. Paul pops blood thinners. The uh, I do Neil Patrick Harris. We believe in the lost art of letter writing. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how I feel about it. Paul. How do you feel about the MPH in this? Ah, I, I thought he was. I thought he was very creepy. I thought he, I thought he nailed it. And, uh, I think it's like, cause he's, he's, he's a, you know, he's kind of a dainty man in this and, and, uh, you know, he was kind of the perfect guy to play it, especially like build wise too. Like he's so opposite of Affleck and you like, you can see why she would never go for him ever, mm-hmm. like based on her, her taste, like she would never go for him at all. And so, uh, it just like I thought he was good. He's super like again. He creepy. He had the stalkery vibe, and then not only that, like uh, I thought he I thought he played it like well when like he has the scene where he's like telling her like you can get back in shit. Like he's kind of even talking down to her a little bit. Like you can get back in shape and you can finally look good again and you be yourself and blah blah blah. That it's just it's so he he kind of uh, he worships her yet he still kind of talks down to her there in that moment, which is you know, why she could never like, that's like her parents did. And then, and then he like, here's a guy, his whole life, he wants to be with this girl. And then he finally, you know, is about to break one off and then she kills him, you know, (laughs) poor bastard. Yeah. That's the wrong number. (laughs) He's just like, can you imagine? Can you imagine just reaching, just reaching your peak, your pinnacle, man. And then all of a sudden, just like, well, oh, I'm dying. We, oh no. We, we we all have like I'm sure like all of us have like the girl or the guy from high school. Like I there's a there's a girl from my high school that to this day, like I know that like there, there would never be occasion where you'd like, but if she was like if she just showed up and was like, Hey, let's do it, I'd be like, Yes, hooray! <laughs> finally, twelve year old me wins. And like that's what happened to Neil to to what's his Desi is his name, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what happens to Desi is like the girl he's wanted his whole life irrationally or whatever finally goes okay let's do it and then she murders him it's just the worst and like look he's a creep anyway but still like that's just honestly though what else is going to happen in his life like that's probably the best moment for him to go there's nothing that's ever going to reach that moment let's not feel bad for him he's fucking creepy (laughs) yeah he is like he's creepy but like you do think about like okay here's the guy who like he's finally achieved his dream Mm -hmm. of of being with her and like he thinks everything's good like everything his his mind his like twisted creepy mind has ever built to like it's finally happening for him and then she just she's like well, hey, i mean and then and then I mean, creepily she still like makes sure he finishes while he's dying which yeah. makes it even weirder and i will oh, say no, i will she say he uh, yeah, she needed she wanted it for the rape, so rape kit yeah, i will say i still don't understand why she couldn't uh you know, wait until he finished and then kill if she was going to kill him anyway. Like, I guess it was just the moment where he this was most true. distracted. Because he um, probably wasn't going to finish inside of her. I don't well, think he was going to finish inside her, yeah. yeah. I will say he came out on top. Bam, ah. there it is. Podcast is over. He came and went. Uh, 
literal definition come of and go. yeah literal definition of coming <laughs> and going uh I don't know. I didn't. I didn't like his character at first. It, it gets more believable as it goes on, though. Like with his, you know, well, he's sort of this weird. You called him a warden, a prison warden. Uh, I mean, the lake house is essentially built just for her, that's and weird. every every inch of it is monitored by TVs. Uh, and in that, yeah. In that dollhouse, he gets to control her life. He gets to tell her what food she eats. He gets to dress her in what ways. I mean, like, immediately they walk in, and the first thing he says is, this is your broom. The gym's over there. Like, he, he is trying to dictate and control her life. <laughs> Everything in this house is recorded, including you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, his comedic timing, though, is kind of funny. He's like, do I know you from somewhere? He's like, oh, no, we're from Winnipeg. That was really, that was really funny. Um, let's see. I think probably people maybe didn't buy him because he did this like fresh off of being Barney. Yeah. yeah. Is, you know, so people see him like, oh, like, you know, he's supposed to be telling you about the bro code, but, but he's, you know, look, he's done a lot of different, like he, before he was Barney, he was Doogie Hauser, you know, and like, uh-huh. you know, got the guy, the guy's got depth. He's a chameleon, but the, uh, the thing with, it is sort of an interesting casting with him and Tyler Perry, just yeah. like two comedy guys. They're just like, Hey, uh, completely not what you're used to let's do that well i I think tyler perry works because he immediately comes in with warmth like he doesn't give a shit nick did it or not he just wants to win and he's willing to help and then aside from margo he's the only person that's going to help nick and he's the first person that feels like an adult like margo and they feel like children and like tyler perry's their dad's like i'm gonna i'm gonna fix the situation so his comedic is really warm like it, it it brightens up a very bleak picture. Whereas Neil Patrick Harris, you can't help but be like, that's just Barney. Yeah. Neil Patrick Harris. He's way creepier in this than I remembered on first watch. Like it's really kind of disturbing how much he like plays house with this. The way way you, we first meet him and he's just in that like a banquet hall. He's just like signing something. And Ben Affleck's like, you should look at that guy. Like everybody should look at that guy. That is the creepiest man. Yeah. The dude with the Unabomber over here. Let's do that guy. Um, he, he is, we'll go to Europe. Octopus and Scrabble. Like that was such a weird, I, those are interesting things to put together, bud. Um, ooh, uh, fucking yourself with a wine bottle seems terrible. Yeah. That seems awful. Just have no to comment. Um, Ew. I'll, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just kidding. Please you do said, not answer that. Yeah, like, you know, uh, Kaylin answered. No, the um, you know that breakable material glass. Oh, um, what? Yeah. What if I was just like, yeah, it is. <laughs> experience, experience. Uh, well, you know, to be honest, it's not that bad. The, um, <laughs> I just uh, like launched into a full like memoir about all the inanimate objects one. in my house. Oh God. Um, it's fine. No, she should. I, I had days on Omegle. Okay. <laughs> oh God, she. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. She should have been a. She should have been an act. Just be be an actor, man. Instead of whatever, like because she's real good. She's real good at you being. Think there's amazing Amy movies. Oh yes, yeah, um, man. Be. She went around. She did the whole straight with Neil Patrick Harris. Man, she did the whole stranger like immediately under through the legs. Like, dear Lord, like she was going for it. I mean that's her move. Sex yeah, is just, her, but sex is, is is her power object. Like if she can control you, 
sexually, she controls everything about you. I was gonna say, it's like literally she's grabbing all men by the balls. (laughs) Yeah, but when the ball, it was like just forearm around under, like, just like (laughs) hand on the back. It's a bit of a contortionist action. Yeah, it's a contortion. Good lord. Um, Let's see. That murder, though, is brutal, man. I, I, I know we talked about it at length, but it is just so brutal. That's the Fincher's good at, though. Yeah. I mean, like, you look at any movie he's done, like, I don't know, my favorite, my favorite movie of his is The Game, just because it's so wild and, like, mm-hmm. and, 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 and then just the ending of it, like, oh, well, it's really just a game. Uh, but uh, I, but, like, you think about Fight Club, like, what happens to Jared Leto in Fight Club, like, how graphic that is, and, and Girl with a Dragon Tattoo is ridiculously graphic at points, and Fun story about the girl with the dragon tattoo. I took my high school girlfriend to see that on a date. That was, um, yeah, it's a bit, that's a bit much. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, I just was like, oh, this movie got good reviews on a, on a review website, and I like David Fincher. Why not? Yeah. Don't do that. Uh, aside, from, aside from Benjamin Button, is there a Fincher movie that's a good first date movie? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Zodiac I've watched on a first date. And it's that says a lot about you. Yeah, that's that's your brand, though. It's like, like I don't know. I watched it with, like, a person who's not that brand, and we just, like, talked about the Zodiac Killer for a while, and, like, I think that was fun. But just, like, two 16-year-olds walking out of a movie that they shouldn't have so, been. I mean, so, like, yeah. maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe Social Network. Yeah. It's about Facebook. So, you could you be know. like, this is me. I'm a narcissist. I, too, am Zucker. You know, there's there are so many relationships that didn't happen because the first date was going to Gone Girl. <laughs> you know what? Just the like, more I think about sense. this, the more I think about this, I, I'm not feeling it. She's like, "Yeah, me too." I don't. I, no. hey, yeah, you're I, just like, I remember when we went through that powdered sugar storm, as everyone does on every first date, and I don't feel very good about this anymore. Like, mm. like, and this is this is dating me, but when I was in high school, I I took a girl to see Wild Things, and it just it set unrealistic expectations for the whole relationship. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> oh no um let's see okay just when she comes home it is kind of interesting because it's just like it like him going you fucking bitch is awesome (laughs) and and she just faints like that's just an awesome scene um the reporters cheering for them is weird yeah Uh, yeah but she also like it's kind of unreal like she drive i guess she you drive to your house because that's where you know but she like goes up and like faints yeah armed you know like because that's yeah. the scene she wants to make, but she could have eased it. Like, and, and, and I think that's why, uh, you know, Kim Dickens doesn't believe her initially. Like, why would you not just drive to the closest police station? Like you drove all this way from this lake house to here, like from St. Louis, there's, there's yeah, gotta yeah. be, there's gotta be a, a police station between here and there. You could go to. I mean, I, I love that. I think it's been like asked Patrick Fugit, where did she get the box cutter? And Patrick Fugit's like, I don't give a shit about you. Yeah, it's like, just be happy your wife's home, dickhead. Even the FBI is like, yeah, the story that she is telling is believable. And only Kim Dickens is like, none of this adds up. I love that gender. I love that that whole gender against, like, the whole gender war there, too, because it's Mm -hmm. like the, it's two women against each other in a room full of men. Sort of an interesting shot, where she's the only one that's like, I don't, not for one second. (laughs) And all the men are like, you know, I I don't know, not feigning, but like, being. Well, it's because the men can't believe that she would like that would that a woman would be that strong, right? I like, think oh. also women 
women know that women perform, right? Like, I yeah. think there's also like this knowledge of like the acts that women know that other women put on because they themselves put them on. So I think well, there's also partially. She's like, that. not for one second. I know this whole trick. She's like, well, I, I mean, know that this woman's an actor. Like, even that, like, the whole world knows Amy through the books. So she is a fictional character to this world that's, that's, a, that's a perfect person. And then her missing narrative is that she's this perfect wife, that everybody loves her. Her best friend loves her. She's pregnant. Like, it is this idealized woman. And so for her to come back a bloodied mess and saying that she was kidnapped by somebody that's doctor, everybody would immediately be like, well, yeah, you've never done anything wrong in your life. So, of course, this horrible thing happened to you, and there's no other explanation to it. Um, Dex, I want your opinion on this. Uh, the, the moment when she goes, when, when she comes home and they take the shower and he like puts her into bed or whatever, and she lays down and, and he goes, yeah, you get the side dick. Um, he did some fluffing for that for sure. Right. For sure. Like a cold set. Like he was just like, all right, one second, I'll be back. Um, is that what you want my opinion on? No. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know you're an expert on philosophy. Uh, on, uh, <laughs> on penises, what do you give it? The um, the, the when when he tucks her into bed and she's laying there and he, he he's like, I'm leaving, like I'm going home, and she's like, she goes, sleep on it. He is so the look on his face. He is so shook. Would you stay or would you go? You know his answer. Oh, God. <laughs> like, yeah, I just wanted. I just wanted to. I just wanted to get Dex in. At every single point, like at every single point in this movie, I would have been like, "Okay, bitch, I'm out." Like, you crazy? You been, I'm snitching. Like, I'm telling. I'm telling. He would have been the most hunted man in the world. Public perception is no longer on his side the second he walks out on a pregnant woman. Yeah. The, but the so. whole the whole sleep on it line where she just looks into his soul, you can see how frightened he is. It's really good acting by Affleck, actually. Like, oh, when Margot is like sobbing because she realizes that he can't escape, it's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Just a couple more things that I have. Well, Karen Coon's awesome. Oh yeah, we didn't awesome. talk about her. She a really good. Awesome. Like, Everything she does, she's great. First feature film and kills it. She didn't, start, she didn't start acting until in movies and TV shows until she was 30. So that's how really, really. Let your dreams become memes, kids. Let your dreams become dreams. The, the I'm the cunt you married speech is great. Um, the I've, <laughs> she goes, I've killed for you. Like, holy shit. Oh, no, you haven't. <laughs> you have not. <laughs> you killed I mean, for she, you. You killed for you. She did kill to get back in the marriage, though. Like, that's why she has to kill. What's his face? I don't know. If a woman was like, I'd murder yeah, no. for you, I'd probably be like, you know what? Like, if uh, you... nope. <laughs> nope. I'd be like, I'd be like you know what? I... Okay. You know, there, Who there, asked there... you to do that? <laughs> yeah, there, there, there'd be a point where, you know, I don't know. If I were Ben Affleck, I probably would get to a point where like, look, I'm just going to tell everybody, like, no, she faked this. I'm going to tell, like, it's a, a hill I'm going to die on. I'm just going to do it. That's I'm what gonna I'm going to go saying. I'm going to go, I'm going to go live out my life and do whatever I can do. You know, cash in for your I'm book deal. A, I'm writing a book. I'm making millions. I'm moving out of this godforsaken town and I'm never speaking to you again. Thank you. And no one's going to believe you because they don't have to believe me. They just have to buy like, the book. Look, what, 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 what yeah, they do just have to buy the book. That's actually really true. Yeah, um, I got, mean, he does. He does have one trick up his sleeve. The, if the she, baby's not hers, 
Well, yeah. Not his, I mean. Not hers. Yeah. That would that work. Yeah. What were is, you going to say? Mean, yeah. I mean, that, 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 that's the trick, is that, like, if, if the baby does come and he can claim a paternity test, it uh, all falls apart. So, no, wait, no, because then she's just pregnant from rape. Like. Oh, yeah, like, true. Yeah, then she's still the victim. <laughs> true. Yeah. I mean, Correct. she owned every. There is no way for Nick to escape. I mean, there's he's, no he's, out. There's, he's more than welcome to, but he's going to be the most hated person for a very long time. Well, I will say, Dex is right. You just sell the book, man. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> go cares? go live or, in the Ozarks. But then she could probably like do like a um what the like Goldman family did to OJ, where it's like mm-hmm. buy the rights to his book and make right. all the earnings from it. So it's like, what well, is it like and, if <laughs> if I did it by OJ Simpson and then like parentheses? No, like just put the if. They hid the if in the text. <laughs> Oh yeah, they made the if really it. small. But yeah, like it's people so still funny. take pictures with OJ Simpson of Bill Games. Like he's they he's do, fine. but I'm just saying he made no like, money you, off of that book. So it's like still, if she like was you smart. can get you can get out of this life. Nobody cares. Nothing matters. This is America. Like you'll you can. But move also, on. it's fine. I will say OJ also had the benefit of being OJ Simpson before. True. Nick was just hated husband who now we're like okay with, but he still kind of hid his wife. And it, like, I don't think there's any way for him to actually like have any esteem. So if he makes no money off the book deal, he's still like, no one's gonna take photos with him except to be like, "Wow, you're a horrible person. Let me take a photo with the most evil man in America." Nick, do you giving fantasy football takes? Worst case scenario, <laughs> the story goes away in like six months, and nobody cares anymore because he just looks like every white man in America. I don't know if that would happen because, like, for instance, Casey Anthony, people still keep up with her. Like, she just got offered a deal with a Playboy, like, about a, like, a couple months ago. I hate that. So, like, this shit doesn't go away. Yeah. Colin Quinn had a great joke on SNL back in the day about Nicole Brown Simpson's friend who testified it was in Playboy. And he was like, (laughs) he's like, hey, her friend got murdered. I want to see her naked. You know, like, (laughs) like, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah. Was that good? That's super good on that, man. Like the yeah, Casey man. Anthony thing is weird because she married like some big time producer or something like that, or is sleeping with some big time. She's and dating. The biggest a problem is like this isn't Twitter. Like it doesn't go away because immediately Amy could continue pushing the narrative as long as she wants. She's yeah, not yeah. dead, so wherever Nick goes, Amy will be right. Fucking. She actually has more power as someone who's not dead because she can just keep adding shit to the narrative. Um, I just keep thinking of Nick, Nick Dune, Nick Dunn. God, Nick Dunn giving uh, fantasy football takes to no one that cares. They're like, dude, didn't you? Didn't your wife get kidnapped? Like, that's the whole thing under OJ's thing. It's like, hey, he could but yeah, didn't you? Kill- it's like a like a Clay Travis type. Like, oh, he could definitely no. pull that off. Well, I got to tell you about... No, I, I won't even do it. I don't want to even... <laughs> I don't even want to do it. All right. Uh, anything else? I mean, uh, real quick, uh, talk about the Emily Radzikowski casting real quick, uh, Jake, because that's so amazing. Yike! The biggest yike. This is why Ben Affleck was a great casting choice. So <laughs> it, it's a pretty well-known story, um, but initially Fincher did not really care too much about who Andy was going to be. It could have... He was essentially looking for a very pretty face, somebody that was young, somebody that was mostly unknown, because he wanted the act of the affair to mean more, because he wanted the implication that Nick is having multiple affairs or that this has not been a one-time thing. And so as long as it's a pretty face, and as long as it's young, he didn't really care who it was. 
Ben Affleck pushed for Emily Ratajkowski by showing the Robin Thicke video for Blurred Lines oh God. and pausing all the times that she was topless in that video and showing that David Fincher that she has acting diversity. <laughs> that she can play this role because she's topless in a Robin Thicke video. Not the one and, that, you know, not that Ben Aff- not that he cares about that or that's who he's going to be on screen fucking or anything like that. Not that, yeah. In my head, here are two successful directors sitting in a room watching Robin Thicke on YouTube and pausing like 13-year-olds at the, every time they see boobs and like, well, actually, she could That's exactly what happened. <laughs> like, that, it is a scene in my mind that I, I cannot escape. And she is very much not good. I'm sorry. Like she's not like she does. She does what, you know, she's okay. She's just not, she's not. Where were you? Like, I thought that you like, she, she's like not, but her, them dressing her up as a, like a, like a a babysitter is what she calls is really good. Um, Mm -hmm. all right. So we're going to do top movie twists. Oh, wait, Uh, hold on. I have one other thing. No, sorry. Apparently, this is just my favorite dumb thing. Apparently, in between takes, Ben Affleck would just sing songs, and Tyler Perry took that as a challenge. And he nope. would rand- he would randomly sing songs and see if Ben Affleck knew the lyrics and would join in. And I cannot imagine how fucking annoying it would have been <laughs> in that set for Tyler Perry to break out into random ass because he would do like. Songs from the 60s, songs from the 50s. He would do Broadway hits. And apparently Affleck knew fucking every song. But I cannot imagine how annoying it would have been in between takes for Tyler Perry to break out into, like, memories from Cats and immediately Ben Affleck be like, I got this. All alone in the moon. You're <laughs> off key, Ben. Um, <laughs> billionaire. Uh, Tyler Perry, billionaire. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, top movie twists. Uh, we're going to do top four because of Twitter. Uh, do we have a draft order? Are we doing a draft or is this a list? We can do a draft. Uh, I right. think it was really quick. Vamp. Somebody vamp. That is... That's vamping. That's, that's the only vamping I know how to do in the yeah, musical cool. theater. Um, so, Don't you do improv? I do do improv. You do? So do I. I do. Whoa! Oh God! We're about to yes and our way through. Do you do um short form or long form? What do you do? We do short form. We're our group here in Waco does short form. We we really been pushing long form, but the lady who runs our group doesn't want us to do it, so we're just gonna do it on our own. But, That's trash. Uh, yeah, I, I like we watched middle edition. A couple of my friends and I watched middle edition Schwartz. We're like, we want to do that. We can do that. <laughs> so I love you. You're like I, you just haven't seen me in long form yet. You don't even know. Yeah. Long form is if you can do short form. This is so I teach improv to some kids in Austin, and like I always tell them, if you can do short form, you can do long form because long form is way fucking easier. Honestly, oh, yeah. like well, short, short form, you got to get to an end. I mean, you gotta yeah, you gotta get to an end. So yeah, no, well, I uh, yeah, you have we, less we, time to be funny. You have like less room to hit and miss. To try, <laughs> to try to help the theater stay open because she hasn't been able to do anything during COVID. We've done some some Zoom things. Some of them were good. Some of them were bad. But mostly, it's just the ones that were bad. It's just because she picked some of the lesser members of the group to to be involved. And this last one was really. <laughs> I mean, it's just how it out. So well, no, it's just, so, some sometimes. Sometimes people, uh, 
some of the people just aren't like, especially in Zoom, like you're doing Zoom improv, you got to be fast, man. You got to go and you have to like really, really listen more than you are on stage because like people are watching it going, well, he just messed the use, the, the errors are way worse. Because yeah. like on stage, you can sell it. If I'm sitting here like in this chair and I mess up, like, and you're watching it on Zoom, you're going to be like, oh, he really messed that up. So, mm-hmm. yes, yes, and signaled lost. Yeah, this no. Has been yes, and hour. Uh, the draft order is Paul, Jake, Caitlin, Dex, Royden. Okay, we both yeah. get the turn. So we're doing top four. One Snake. more time. Paul, Jake, Caitlin, Dex, Royden. Shout out to our sponsor, random.org. Thank you for continuing sending us checks. They don't. I love the money we make. Yeah, we do this. Um, we do this. We're all rich, guys, by the way. Right, so we're picking, <laughs> picking four? Yeah, pick, yeah. Uh, pick four. Um, you go first, snake draft. Top four movie twists. What oh, I got to go Psycho, number one. Oh, yeah. that's a great pick. Fair enough, yeah. yeah. He's the murderer the whole time. The mom doesn't exist. You no. couldn't show a toilet in the 1940s. Well, yeah, there's there's so there's so many uh, there was that there's mul- multiple twists in that movie, and the, I mean the biggest one is that like people thought they were going to watch a movie where Janet Lee was going to make it the whole time because she was the biggest star in the movie and she gets killed in half an hour. Yeah, that's also that's really crazy. Uh, um, I I assume Paul is taking the 1998 Vince Vaughn Psycho. Go ahead and write that down. <laughs> 1960 Psycho. Let's go. Come on. All right, Jake. Uh, I gotta go with the, the 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 king, the captain, Six Sense, Bruce Willis. I knew that. Dead. Fuck you, man. You Boo. have to. I knew it. it is. Yeah. I I realize it is the safest choice, but that is such a huge twist. That movie scared the piss out of me when I was a oh, kid. When the they scene. when he gets locked in the closet or whatever with that. Oh, screen, oh yeah. Well, and my mom when I first watched it was like, "There's a twist, like you're gonna love it." And then like I immediately saw it in the first scene because like if you go in knowing there's a twist to it, it's like easy. But it's like if you go in like totally with no knowledge of Sixth Sense, it really gets ya. Like, yeah. Like you, if you just really think it's just a normal movie. He's he dead the whole time. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Caitlin. Wow um okay that was my first choice but so i'll go with my second choice i knew that i knew six sounds like it again so i feel confident about to. my second yeah i knew um i'm gonna take sleepaway camp um interesting just oh. for because like <laughs> cult classic twist. um cult classic twist there's some other like ones i think are like more famous but i recently watched sleepaway camp for like the first time like this year and it's maybe one of my favorite horror films. It's really, really good. And it's really interesting if you're at all into like horror theory and like queer bodies and stuff. It's fun. That was a Jamarcus Russell type pick, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what that means. It was a Greg Oden type pick. I don't know what that means. But I'm taking it means that I was good. No, I both, it was both, good. both wound up being terrible. Okay. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> wow. Reach. Uh, sorry. Um, Dex, go ahead. I, how is that a reach? You stole so my pick. It's an ultimate twist ending. You stole my pick. What? Somebody also Nobody stole was going to pick that. <laughs> I don't think anybody was going to pick it at all. I didn't. I mean, most of the ones I have on my list are ones I don't feel like you guys are going to pick. So, besides Six Sense. I'm going to so. go with just my favorite one. I, this is also probably a reach, but I just really love this movie. So, like, just got to have it. It's crazy, stupid love. Yeah, it's a reach. But yes. What is the, the tw- twist? 
the twist where she's the daughter. Oh, she's the daughter. Yeah, she's the daughter. Yeah, yeah I'll allow that. That floats. David it's fucking will allow it. <laughs> it barely counts, but okay. David it barely count. It's just like comedy. It's not like a twist twist. Um, it, it's definitely a twist. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Gordon? <laughs> uh, I, I'm surprised it hadn't been picked yet. Uh, Memento. Yep. Uh, the ending where he knows all the things that have happened. He realizes that the way his wife was killed and he realizes it and starts by her. When does he run out of ink, like body space for ink? Never. Uh, never. That's he's all like I hate it. He's like a six foot man. There's plenty of space. Uh, Memento. I got to rewatch Memento. Good Lord. Um, and then sticking with this, because I know it's going to be picked. Um, <laughs> you know what? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. Do it. The Prestige. Oh, yeah. interesting. Nice. That's not what I thought you were going to pick. Okay. No, I got to go with two uh, two Nolan films because I'm basic. <laughs> um, next, I'm going with Inception because is the top still spinning? Uh, Are you making, you're you're making three picks in a row. I'm not. I'm not. Okay. The top is twisting. The top is twisting. <laughs> the next, I'm going with Jurassic Park. I didn't see that coming. Uh, <laughs> the there's a T-Rex. Wow. People. I had no idea there was I had no idea there were dinosaurs in this movie <laughs> sidebar I just realized one day we should draft our own episodes the one take draft Ooh. yeah that, that's not special that's super meta uh, Dex your pick Book of Eli also a reach oh that twist is so dumb man <laughs> that it's in braille yeah. it's one of the it's one of the worst Denzel movies <laughs> Oh no, it's not. You haven't seen yes, it is. Oh yeah, movies. it is. God, it's, bo- it's not. It's not bottom five, but it's not like. It's. What's funny <laughs> is that's a very top Mila Kunis film, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It's actually very true. Wait, is this Friends with Benefits Erasure? <laughs> <laughs> this is forgetting Sarah Marshall Erasure. Uh, Caitlin, I, I, I mean, it's fine. That that twist is fine. Like. It just is like sort of like okay, he's been blind this whole time, but he's whooping ass. Like, what do we? What? What happens to Gary Oldman in that film? How does it end? He shots. He gets shot and then bleeds out. Ah. And he remembers the Bible from heart. Anyway. <laughs> oh, that's right. Gary Oldman gets the Bible and he opens it and he sees it's the Braille. That's right. It's It's actually not a. It's not even close to a lower tier Gary Oldman film. Film to be honest. <laughs> No, it's right on par, actually. Oh, not Gary Oldman. Gary Uh, Oldman. Is it me? Uh, Caitlin. It's me. Um, I'm surprised this didn't get taken, and I didn't write it in my list because I thought it'd get taken. Um, And I don't care. No. (laughs) Is that a twist? Is there a twist in taken? He finds them. Um, <laughs> he finds them and kills them. He does actually do what he says he's gonna do. The twist would have been if he. The twist would have been if he gave up. <laughs> like, Take her. Don't the care. Twist, the twist ending is we think he's like on his way to go rescue his daughter, but he's really going on like a Caribbean vacation. <laughs> yeah, I'm hungry. Uh, I just want to go home. The, the twist is he does not have a specific set of skills. <laughs> Very average, to be honest. 
No, it's general like, skills. Like, he's a professional he pencil sharpener. <laughs> like, lands in Paris and immediately gets killed. <laughs> he just gets just like just like wiped out. He also, actually, I think the second no, the third film he gets taken. The second one is his wife gets taken. Eventually, anyway, anyway. somebody else has to get taken. Be fucking right. taken. Um, so I'm gonna take Fight Club. I didn't even like put mm-hmm. this down. Ah, damn I didn't it! Think. Ah, damn it! Yeah, I, I mean, didn't yeah, think about yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah, that. like I, Tyler Durden is real. I mean, iconic to ascending. Like everyone's always like, "Oh my god!" Like <laughs> the same person. I will <laughs> say, so stupid. No, it's not. It's a good movie. No, no, the fuck movie. it isn't. It is a good movie. Yeah, it's uh, great. It's oh a my really god. Good movie. I like movie Fight fucking stinks. The movie's good. Yeah, actually, you need more life experience to get Fight Club. <laughs> I think you need, like, I you need think more you life experience. Like Fight Club, like I remember, like, like when I saw it when I was, of course, I was in college when it came out. So, like as a college kid, it it meant different things to me than it does like now as a forty year old who like you know, like I again I'm not like I cannot empathize with not like blowing up buildings, but like where you know you've got to pay all these bills and there's all this stuff and like you know what you like. You'd be like, you know what? Burn it all down. Fuck it. I'm tired of paying my credit card bill. That like, to that point. Well, that movie is like, y'all's generation's like Godfather. That movie is like my thing is just like as a woman, like oh I love, I fucking love a good movie that's about toxic masculinity, and that's all Fight Club is about. Is it's like how men will be destroyed by their toxic masculinity, all out Chuck Palahniuk. Like he's like hell yeah, you will wreck yourselves. My favorite thing uh, about that movie is no one actually no the people who really love it like like have the poster on their wall or whatever they don't, don't get it don't get the, they don't get, don't get, get the sarcasm they don't get it they truly they, they, like, they, truly, think, awesome. they, they hey. truly think they should be Tyler Durden hey hey <laughs> when, when I was in when, at school at Florida State when that movie came out there were people that were trying to start fight clubs oh yeah and then. Like, I remember, like, people would come up and be like, hey, man, you got to come to this fight club. I'm like, you know the point of that movie was that that shit's bad, right? Like, it's not cool. Like, the point of the movie is that you shouldn't have a fight club. Like, it devolves into, like, terrorism. A fight club in Tallahassee, you say? Oh, there was. <laughs> well, I never. Yeah. In Tally? Oh, yeah. Well, it was... It was absolutely like, yeah, they, like they, and then the other thing was like that, like they couldn't find places to do it and they wound up getting in trouble because they just went to like a, a basketball court on campus late at night. And then, you know, it's college, like people, like you have maybe like a 40 minute window, like any time of the night where nobody walks by at any time, but there's 35,000 people on this campus drunkenly like you know doing the walk of shame all the time so like people walk by like oh my god there's a big fight so they call the cops <laughs> or like or the campus police just do their circle around like oh what's going on over here at the basketball court at 3 30 a.m fight club fuego parking lot they're open 24 hours let's do it <laughs> <laughs> good lord <laughs> <laughs> I, I I like Fight Club. The funny thing, I mean, uh, duh, because look at me. But like the um, <laughs> the funny thing about that movie is that like, and anybody will tell you this is like you see Tyler Durden like in in snippets, like the first thirty minutes of the film before he fully shows up. Mm-hmm. And like that's the big trivia thing about that, where everybody's like, you know, but like, but like that is sort of to not see it coming at the very end. You're kind of like, oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Once you go back and rewatch it, but uh, Jake, your pick. 
another basic girl pick, but because I absolutely love this movie, especially because it's been on rotation a lot on HBO lately, Shutter Island. Oh, yeah. Basic bitch pick. Mm-hmm. The book is oh. better. It's one of those, but. And I, uh, uh, I like that movie. I like the movie so much. I had a, a the boss at uh, a place I worked recently and don't work anymore was uh, difficult to deal with. And he was a guy that you had like a meeting with him. And then like 40 minutes later, after you did what he'd tell you to do, he would come in and like tell you the opposite. And so it would happen so much. I went and asked someone, I was like, Hey, you were in that meeting too, right? Like you heard this because I thought that like, maybe I was living a shutter Island of my own, like the radio station. And she was the one who was like, I'm not doing, I'm breaking character. I'm tired of putting on this act. He just needs to be in the home. Jeez. You, you were like, uh, it was thing? also weird that Mark Ruffalo was also in his office during this entire time, but that was yeah. uh, whatever. He was just kind of around. Yeah. <laughs> what's the, what's the bad guy's name in that technically? Uh, oh god that one with an l it's the anagrams all um um latest yeah it's like you're, <laughs> you're sitting you're sitting there going like is 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 andrew latest here like is he like you're just walking around in circles in that in that yeah in that like there office. are times I'm like i'm i'm like are you guys like look if i'm going crazy just tell me and then like put me in the home and put me full of hal doll i'm fine i like I'll, i'm i've accepted it now that's the same so. sort of thing of when they're like, maybe I'm in the Truman Show. Yeah, that's that's the that's the, the like when you work for a crazy person, like that's the that's what you'll get. You'll be like, you know, um, so. your two picks. My two picks. I can't believe this hasn't been taken yet. But Usual Suspects. Damn it! Why did I pick that first? Fuck. Yeah, mm-hmm. Usual mm-hmm. Suspects uh, is an actually. I have as my first pick. I didn't even. Uh, whatever. Great, tw- great twist in that movie. Great twist, and then uh, and then uh, primal fear. Oh, yeah, that is that is a great third pick. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, great third I don't pick. even know what that is. Oh, uh, Richard Gere is a lawyer uh, for Edward Norton, who's uh, was he accusing a priest? He's accusing a priest oh, of rape, that movie. Of, rape, of rape, and then like at the end of the movie, you find out that, that Edward Norton's just made the whole thing like he's. He's psycho. Psycho. There yeah. was, you yeah. know, whatever his name is, I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. He, but uh, yeah, Edward Norton's created this whole thing. Shout out to the usual suspects with the, one of the best line. I hate that, that Kevin Spacey's so good in that movie. <laughs> yeah. It's like Baby Driver. Kevin like, Spacey uh, story. I just, you just have to look with Kevin Spacey, you have to do what people have been doing with Michael Jackson for years. You just separate the art from the artist and you're like, all right. Yeah. I I like the usual stuff. That is just like one of the things where it's just like, but that line, man, the greatest trick the devil ever played. Yeah. Yeah. It's convincing people that he doesn't exist. Never um, seen what? Oh, I wow. Yeah, I like, gotta watch that. I found out the twist and I was like, I don't I don't want to watch this. I movie don't now, know what like. the twist is. So Ooh, okay. yeah, yeah, you gotta this it's like is... for Dex, like that don't worry about it, but you need to watch it. Honestly, it you pro- like not knowing the twist is like really important. Like, yeah, yes. kind of, yeah. Because the twist okay. happens, it literally, like, sometimes it happens, like, it's kind of like the sixth sense where it happens at the very, like, twist and the movie's over. Like, that's how usual sucks with it. It's like, twist, movie's over. Okay, yeah, got it. So the twist is the movie to a certain extent. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you actually probably do know the twist because it that movie has been parodied and copied so many times. Yeah. It's, like, inescapable. I'd be stunned if you didn't know what the twist was. Yeah. Should I just Google it? No. No, no, watch the movie. No, watch the movie. Watch the movie. 
All right, Jake. Uh, oh shit, it is back to me. Um, 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 oh, I had my pick on my head. Oh, old boy. I've never seen it. It is. I won't ruin it for you, but uh, it is. It is volume two on one. As one not with Josh Brolin. Correct. Is it Josh Uh, Brolin one? Yeah. 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 Like 2000 and like before he got back. Elizabeth Olsen is in it. And uh, yeah, it's not, it's not very good. Spike Lee did it. It was Spike Lee, I think. Interesting. Uh, Caitlin, your pick. I got to watch a whole bunch. Oh. It's one of those ones that's like on a list. That it's, it is a, it is, it is, yeah. Dex is making the correct sound. Okay. I'm going to take Arrival. Okay. Um, I'm going to take it because it's a movie I really liked when I was majoring in. For a hot second, I thought I was going to be a linguistics major. My internet's being super slow. But I thought that I was going to be a linguistics major. So that movie's very important to me because it talks about Sophia Wharf theory, which is really fun. And it makes it part of the, like, twist ending. And it's, it's cool. I don't know. It's nice. It's a nice twist ending where things are just, like, pleasant. It's a good use of time travel that you could use language to go to cross the... F- Fifth dimension. I rewatched that yeah. movie. It's like all okay. Denny Villeneuve <laughs> movies where it's just like, oh yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> but it has no other place inside of you except for that. Um, Dex, I like Denny Villeneuve. Don't get me wrong. I'm like, I'm debating whether or not this is a twist. And like, if it's not, whether I'm willing to fight y'all on it. <laughs> see, stupid love has been taken. I, that's just so obviously a twist. Yeah, I mean, y'all let me get away with that one. So like, I don't see why no, I would be able to take this one. Parasite. That's yeah, fine. I will say I did not see the ending coming. Mm-hmm. Nope. I didn't see that coming. There's like two or three twists in that movie. There's like yeah, there's three. a bunch of twists. There's that. like that, two that's actually endings to that movie. <laughs> That movie is yeah. fucking fantastic, by the way. I might have to watch it tomorrow now that I'm thinking about it. Like, that, the movie's just so good. Shout out to Mondo. Send me my fucking poster. Um, all right. I'll, I'll allow it. Um, let's see. Do I take it for Twitter or do I take... Uh, you know what? Yes. Okay. The Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I am your father. Yep. No, yep. I am your father. Which that is, it, yeah. In retrospect, Why Vodder. Why are gonna be correct about it? <laughs> which, in retrospect, Vodder is just German for father, which is mm-hmm. okay. Also, one of the most. His name is literally Dark Father. Yeah. Like, <laughs> also, one of the most misquoted lines of all time. Actually, it's probably number one. It has to be. Because he doesn't say Luke. He just says, "I am." Yeah, no, I am your father. No, that's, um, yeah, that is. That's what I'm saying. That why we gotta thing. say it right? Why I say, Luke, I say, Luke, because that's how it, it actually. Because is. we need Luke. a subject of the sentence. And I normally okay, so uh, I, I'll probably say but one, but like this one fucked me up so bad when I watched it for the first time that I have to include it. The mist. Uh, oh yeah, I've never seen it. It is. 
Yeah, that is heartbreaking, man. Yeah. It is one of the worst ending. Like it worst good. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like one of the hardest hitting but endings I think crushing. I've ever. Most, most Stephen King stuff doesn't end like he's got a few happy ending things, but there's even if there's a happy ending, there's always there's always a cost. Why? Because Stephen King can't end anything. He's famous for not being able to fucking end anything. Yeah. This, this, this I think that a- like goes away from the book, though. Like I don't think that happens in the book. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I think that's I've a movie the, creation. I've read the story. Is this the book that Stephen King was so drunk he doesn't remember writing it? No, it's possible because it doesn't make no, any sense. No, it's Cujo, but he was so fucked up on Cujo he doesn't remember writing all of Cujo. That's yeah, that's, a, that's impressive. But yeah, what happens I mean, in the, middle the of end reading. of the Mist movie does not happen in the Mist book. Let's just oh. point in the out. middle of reading through all of Stephen King's bibliography was, right now. Royden was feeling it last night and could not properly write the word just. Stephen King was so shit-faced and he somehow pushed out Cujo. Yeah. <laughs> That's why, he's a, that's why he's a billionaire. That's why he's a billionaire. I'm doing this podcast. The uh, <laughs> the the thing with the missed ending, man, that hurt. One of the <laughs> best movie. One of the best movie screams of all time, though. That is like oh, yeah. a primal scream. Tom Jane, Tom Jane, man. That was a, like he the rest of the movie he into a place that you don't need to go to in your life to pull yeah. out that scream. The rest of the movie, eh, whatever. But this the ending, man. Watching yeah, that, man, at, like, that ending fucks you up watching that at 1 a.m man like when you're like 15 i cried real okay. tears oh, yeah. I mean, the, how they killed Marsha gay harden i thought was pretty cool but <laughs> I, I i might have to rewatch that movie but that 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 ugh, uh, that ending's bananas all right dex <laughs> let's see i always end on a stupid one do i have any stupid ones yeah, I'm gonna go with Spider-Man: Homecoming. Eh, yeah, I, I saw that on a list today, and I was like, "What was the twist?" But then you know, him being her dad is okay. Yeah, I remember like everyone in the theater. I watched it on opening night, like I did with all MCU movies. Everyone in the theater gasped. We were like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" He comes like, sauntering out of that. He's so good at that movie, man. Very wait, inconsequential which movie? I'm sorry. plot twist: Spider-Man: Homecoming. Okay. Sorry. Very like My inconsequential, like compared to the mist, especially. But oh, it's yeah. like still. Oof. Fuck me up. Uh Caitlin, your pick. I, I I enjoy that pick actually. I think I think this new uh, Far From Home twist kind of they revealed it too soon, but like you knew that he was a bad guy the entire time. So yeah. that was, you know, I feel like the twist when he's actually gonna be alive later is gonna be way better. Anyway. Oh no. All right, Zoller, your final pick. Hi. Um, I'm shocked this thing get taken. Oh, God, but, don't do um, this to me. Don't do it to me. Don't do it to me. <laughs> I'm going to sneaky snatch. <laughs> I, I feel like I have to be misremembering that this wasn't taken. Like, I feel like this absolutely had to have been taken, but it's fine. I'm going to still say it, and if I'm wrong and I just misheard you and you actually said this movie, I'm sorry. But um, sorry to bother you. Um, oh, that movie fucking sneak. stinks. I like that movie, <laughs> but also that twist ending is ridiculous. <laughs> like, it is maybe the most dr- 
bizarre twist ending I can think of. Just ruin it for me because I'm not going to watch it. It's not really a twist. The ending's not a twist. It's the, it's the it is a twist. Movie. It suddenly you changes have to get the entire whole plot. genres. That's in the middle of the movie. That's not the ending. Yeah. We it's, didn't say twist endings. We just said twist. Yeah, Gone you were Girl talking a twist ending. Gone Girl's technically in the middle of the I know, movie. you just said it was a twist ending and it's not the end okay, of the well, movie. Stop Why it, children. Stop it. Stop it. Paul? Sorry to bother you is a movie you can't... I couldn't give you a, third, a thumbnail sketch of it. I couldn't. Like, to, I mean, to, I, the have problem. you seen the trailer for it, Roy? Yeah, I've seen the trailer and I wanted to watch so it for Do you want to know what the ending yeah, is? Yeah, tell me the twist. So, uh, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta write down the time code and put a spoiler warning here for anybody that cares. 234. Spoiler. Got it. Okay. Okay. So, Arnie, Arnie, Hanner, Hammer, 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 um, his character basically like becomes like really chummy with um, Lakeith Stanfield's character. And like, Arnie they, Hammer's he, making horse people. He's making horse people, and he's trying to turn Keith Stanfield into the representative of the horse people. <laughs> Excuse me? It's hard to... It happens at the very end. It's kind of like a, an allegory for... You know, I don't know. This, this, it's, it's, it's complex. Like, it's yeah, wild. It's wild. Like they're doing the like a code just, switching thing throughout. They're doing like an Amazon thing. And then like which, they just say, trying, fuck all that. We're going to make it horse people now. And then like no, 30 Boots minutes Riley later, the movie that, ends. Boots Riley was saying that he was trying to like represent the code switching through a total genre switch. That like the, he was like trying to symbolically work with um, code switching through working on a massive genre switch where suddenly we're in this like other worlds all together <laughs> but it's the same world somehow oh, i don't know shit was stupid. i i hate i like that. that movie i liked it it's kind of i stupid. i i haven't even i hate that that sounds awful it is yeah it's, it's a movie you'd watch like you're either gonna think like oh man this is brilliant and like all that or you're gonna be like this movie's just i don't know i will say i watched it high and <laughs> well it is is an experiential thing, I think. I think it is an experience. I watched it knowing nothing about it, knowing but not knowing it had a twist ending with a friend really high in a movie theater. And I will say, best experience really of my life. When they turned out, out of the worst people, I felt that. I walked out of that movie yes, pissed the fuck off. That shit made me mad. Cause like they, he was doing this like amazing, like sharp social commentary that was pretty funny. Then but there was like, some to weird shit. It anywhere other than i'm making horse people now like that shit was just dumb <laughs> jake it's you're big, big. It's, a, it's a big jump i would well i would say yeah <laughs> i'm taking 2001s and i cannot believe i get this because this is definitely a second round pick i'm taking the others yeah that's good. a space odyssey a space odyssey isn't that the one that's based on turn of the screw Yes. They're, yeah. they're ghosts, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Nicole Kidman and her kids are actually ghosts. Yes. Six cents, like they stole my whole fucking flow. Word for word, bar for bar. <laughs> to be fair, turn the screw happened first. So six cents stole. Henry uh, have a pedantic off, aren't we? Yeah. Yep. Paul, final pick, Paul. All right. 
Um, okay. I, I, I wrestled with this. I was waiting. I like part of me wanted to say like planet of the apes, but I don't want to do that. It like this the whole time. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to go with, uh, and this movie I love, like is easily rewatchable for me all the time because Christian Bale so good in it is American psycho. Ooh, a stream our episode. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just, yeah, I, I'll watch that. I'll watch that all the time. It's a, it's a, it's a very, very easily rewatchable movie for just like, even if, even I don't have a lot of time to watch it and it's on, I will watch like if I can just catch a certain scene, like dropping the chainsaw down the stairs scene and timing that out right, or uh, that where he returning, returning some videos. Well, and then the other thing, the other thing about um, about that <laughs> twist ending is that like uh, I guess I guess the uh, the director of the film was like, no, I wasn't really like he was the you know yes he really did murder him. It's just like the twist is that he's he's not somebody like they painted this guy's he'd never be a murderer so that's why he gets away with it you know like they already believe him because he's you know a rich white guy you know dex fucking hated the end of that movie i i did i'm sorry <laughs> you don't have to apologize to each their own but i i uh yeah i love american psycho love it it's a movie about not overextending your rental times with blockbuster yeah so, <laughs> return you return return like you know that like about it, the importance of business cards did he did he really did he really kill that homeless guy you know like and or, the dog. yeah RIP the put, dog. put the cat in the <laughs> feed me a kill kitten. the cat yeah um yeah the the importance of business oh my god look at the subtle font it even has a watermark yeah Thickness also there. like because i don't like jared leto all that much so uh, any movie where he gets oh, killed or maimed. Hey, Paul. <laughs> How's that make you feel? You share the same name and he a gets small axed dog. to death. Like a little chihuahua? A chow yeah. or something? Yeah. Oh, chow. No, Paul. Yeah. Um, all right. A few movies didn't mention recently. Knives Out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ex Machina. Oh, that's The really Orphan. No one mentioned the orphan. Seven. <laughs> seven. What's in the fucking box? Yeah. See, I grapple with that one because Frosted Flakes. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know if like is seven really a twist, or would you know yeah, that see, like like I, I don't I, I don't know I, if that's a twist. Like Kevin Spacey being a brutal murderer just kind of pans out. But yeah, but like you know, see, yeah, I grapple with that if that's a twist because that's the natural progression of things is that it has to end with Brad Pitt being Raph. Yeah, because that's the one we haven't seen. Like I remember, I I took a date to see that movie in high school. By the way, too. oh no, no, nah, she was into it just fine. Um, her idea, um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, like when uh, it was like I kept thinking in my head, I was like, well, we're, we've only got six. So far, you know, like we only got six. I was like, how's that going to pay off? So I, but it wasn't a twist. I knew, so I knew that there was going to be something that was going to be, you know, wrath. See, uh, I don't know the seven deadly sins like I should. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, but like, you can count, poor right? guy that had to be gluttony. Um, oh, that uh, was just, the grossest scene ever. That uh, and when the dude, like, I jumped, like, I did not look manly at all. It was me and my best friend. We were on a double date. When the dude that's still alive that ate his own tongue, you oh. know? Oh, yeah. When, when the sloth, when he popped up, oh, my God. 
Uh, <laughs> jumped out of your seat. Yeah. To yeah. the list. Uh, just for my father-in-law, Saw. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That Jigsaw was alive in the center of the room the whole time. He's there the whole time. Um, let's see. I put Us recently. A lot of people don't like that. I liked it. Good. Uh, Why would you not like Us? A lot of people don't like the ending, man. They've kind of come around it. Like, the ending ending yeah. is kind of stupid, but, like, the twist. I like the twist. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, uh, I, of course, that was, what, two years? So, I went on a, a met a girl on, like, Bumble or something, and we went on a date. We went to see that movie. We went on a couple. This is, like, our third date. And so, we went to see that movie, and, like, because uh, she, and, well, like, I want to see it. And, you know, and so, the next day, we're texting, and it's obvious, like, 12 hours after we've seen the movie. She's like, I just figured out the ending to that movie. I was like, what do you mean you just figured it out? <laughs> I mean, they, they, they wasn't like, they showed you how it happened. And guess what? We never saw each other again. Because I was like, I can't date this fucking girl. Like, it took her 12 hours to figure out something they, like, they spelled out, like, which they, like, give little hints to, you know, like, when you think about it, like, she didn't talk for that, you know, she's not talking and all this stuff. So, like, it's a twist, but, like, at the end, they completely spell out the twist. It's not like Inception, where it's like, is the top spinning or not? It's, like, Jordan Peele spells it out like, yes, mm -hmm. they switch beat places. Beat for beat. Like, yeah. that's how, I just got it. What? <laughs> 12 hours later, you just got it. We can't, it's we an, can't see each other anymore. It's an ending that's spelled out for you in such a way that people can't accept it and have to like project that, oh, maybe the ending is actually the sun was switched. <laughs> yeah. A like, lot no, of, no, 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 no. It, it was right in front of you. There's no subtext <laughs> or, or like changes. Like, it's not conspiracy. They told you what happened. Yeah. I do. A lot of people have put Get Out on this list. I don't know if it's a twist. Like, I don't know. Like, Soylent uh, Green. Shout out. Huh? Soylent Green, the OG. Soylent Green. So Soylent Green, Green is people. All right. Uh, anything else? It's 12 o'clock here. Central Standard yeah, Time. All right. We got to wrap up. Um, all right. Uh, Paul, thank you for so much for coming on and just vibing with us. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it's fun. Hours. Long, yeah, this is a long one. Um, yeah. So, uh, I'm gonna do a podcast and, and a three hour talk show tomorrow. So, this just gets me loose. So, appreciate you, man. Uh, tell them where they can find what you're working on, what you're doing. Uh, you can go to sickum365.com. Uh, and now you can go subscribe to us on YouTube or Facebook Live or um, Periscope. Uh, we'll be doing video starting, uh, you know, Monday, uh, tomorrow, well, like three o'clock this afternoon now uh so you can go watch us there uh you can listen to us on three on their app the sick 365 app uh also uh i do a cowboys podcast with orlando skandrick uh believe in the cowboys uh so you can uh subscribe to that wherever you get your podcast b b l e a v believe from the believe podcast network so uh we'll have a fun one to talk about tomorrow as a matter of fact so oh my god oh what a god. game Jeez. will you uh yeah. Fold the franchise, Atlanta. Hot damn. I mean, like, good lord. Um, Dex, solid tweet before before that comeback happened. You could see it coming a mile away. <laughs> he said, "He said, don't worry, Atlanta. It's not like you've ever blown a 20-point lead into Texas before. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, so you can find us at the One Take Podcast, you can, our One Take Pod on Twitter, Instagram, um, and Reddit. Uh, you can find us on oh, everywhere. What? I've never found our subreddit. <laughs> nah, no one has. Um, you can also, you can, also you can find us uh, One Take Podcast on Apple, uh, Spotify, 
and Google Podcasts as well. Please download, rate, subscribe to that. If you listen, a lot of people listen to us on Spotify. I've said this. Uh, follow us on Spotify. That helps our algor- algorithm out a lot. I appreciate you all for doing that. But we do need more ratings and reviews on iTunes. That helps a lot. Um, yeah, so that's basically where you can find all that we're doing. Next week, uh, there should be a mini pod from who was ever. I think uh, Dex and Caitlin are going to – and Kat are going to do a uh, – going to do a movie. What are y'all going to do? I don't cool. know. That Reese Witherspoon thing, whatever it was. I don't remember what it's called. Oh. Um, Cruel Intentions. Cruel Intentions, because that's not – um, speaking of that's problematic. A, that's, a, that's a big movie when I was in high school. <laughs> Ugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> speaking – Speaking of twin cest people, um, there were step step brothers, step steps. <laughs> uh, so you can you can uh, look ahead for that. We'll have another full episode the week after that. Uh, Jake and I are off this week or this following week. So thank you for downloading, rating, and subscribing. We love you, Dex. What are we doing? Hashtag support for pew. We out. We out. You let me violate you. You let me desecrate you You let me penetrate you You let me complicate you